What's happening, guys? Welcome to episode 31 of Bob. I am your host, William, and I am joined, as always, with my brother, Micah. What's happening? Hey. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, huh? How you doing? (laughs) You stroking your beard over there? I'm stroking my beard right now. Look at him rubbing it. (laughs) Getting all my oils. Actually, it's pretty dry right now, as we talk about in this episode. We need a little lube. Man, for people that are just clicking on this and it says, like, presidential debate or whatever we label this thing as, you're like, what the French toast that I just clicked? <laughs> hey, give me the loop, Jimmy! Anyways. Um, so <laughs> Jimmy, we just, you're, you I picked the Jimmy name is. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, that sounded... That was a weird thing to go for, wasn't it? Yeah, Let's not dwell on that for too long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the name I always throw out. I don't know why. Jimmy's always the name I throw out for whatever my imaginary character is anyways god this is going weird okay so micah what did we just discuss in episode 31 uh we discussed mostly the presidential debate and uh the odds and ends of responses and questions Mm -hmm. and the moderator and you know a whole bunch of other slew slew of a bunch of other crap yeah (laughs) yeah well, it was the same, and I was the same. Maybe we'd have a timestamp where we didn't discuss it, but we discussed it the whole way through. So, uh, enjoy it. Um, I'd say give it a chance. Perhaps our political it's a little views, long, a little but... long. But but to be fair, I feel in politics anymore. Maybe it needs to be this idea, especially when they were giving like when we were still sorting out ten or twelve people or whatever it was we were breaking the numbers down. I'm like, yeah, I got you know how many people up there, and you only heard twelve minutes from one person. I was like, I can't make it. Make a decision who's going to run the country off of 12 minutes? You know, I, anyways, um, we get into some of that in the episode. Um, but I would say follow us on Facebook. You can also follow us on, well, pretty much Facebook. We have a Twitter, and I have my own Instagram, but I haven't really shared those on lockdown. <laughs> so maybe we need to, like, stop being lazy about that. You Ooh, probably by the way, need quick, to set up that gab. I do have Gab, but I got to look up something else. There, you got to pay for like a subscription for a certain amount a month. So it's like $9 a month or $10 a month. You can set up your, they're still being, they're basically ran crowdfund funded kind of deal right now still. So to have your own page or anything like that, you got to pay to be able to be part of that service. So I'm okay with that. Um, and hitting on that, you guys can help us out with that. We're going to be getting some stuff set up for Patreon. Um, it's not through Patreon. It'll be through, what was it called, Micah? No, I'm putting it in the spot. Hopefully you remember. Uh, I, we, Something we star? Subscribe star subscribe is star probably. Is what it's going to be through. But, but we won't be doing that until Octo- uh, November, guys. For It'll sure, be like for November sure. 1st. And we're going to put some deals together for you guys for some of the first initial founding members. We'll get some stuff set up for you guys that way. We'll make sure we take care of you. But that is a way, the great way that you can help us offset some of the costs because roughly when everything's all said and done it's going to be between 40 and 60 dollars a month to produce this podcast um it'd be not even counting like our time and effort that we put into research and other things of that nature so um if you guys want to help be a part of the the show that way and support us would be a great thing and we're going to have some great specials that way for us what you get as the individual plus some merchandise we're getting squared away and then our own individual website we should have hopefully by the next time we do a podcast up and running for you guys and we'll get that going um micah do you have anything you want to add or are you ready to roll that music baby baby Oh, wait. Wow. Should we name what we're going to talk about in our next episode? Okay, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. We don't have a plan for the next 
<laughs> I have a ton of notes, dude. I have so many notes. I watched, dude. Amazon has got so much on aliens right now, dude. I was going, dude. There's so much on there that oh, it's gonna be something alien related. I'm not gonna lie. It's either gonna be alien related or it's gonna be the second part with Jacqueline on vaccinations. We probably should get that wrapped away and squared away if we can work out a time. Just complications that everybody schedules and, and lining that up so it's either gonna be the vaccinations or it's gonna be about aliens baby one of my favorite subjects or cryptid i don't know i'm giving the free reins does it sound good to you micah we've, we've got a political one in right i mean did you enjoy this one i know it's for, for a little longer introduction yeah. here but uh you know uh to an extent but um we're still talking we're still yeah. we're still civil human beings i guess let's put that as a takeaway you and i had different points of view in this right as you guys will hear in this episode and you and i are still talking here doing an introduction together so like it can be done folks and granted well people are like, well, you get your brothers you and i disagree in political points of view and just general things in life all the time but i think we're both adult enough to just respectful enough to like that's your point of view. As long as it's not too extreme, you know, we're like, <laughs> I was, I, I, there, were, there were so many dark areas. I almost just went with that. I'm glad I stopped myself. There was no good coming back. It, we might have just, you know what? Just, just press play. And then just start the music. Just start the music. Let's go. <laughs> What's happening, friends? Welcome to episode 31 of Bob. How are we doing tonight, Micah? You know, I'm I'm all right. I'm 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 a little tired like normal as of late. Jeez. Um yeah, I don't know the the staying up. I I, I just stay up too late. You know. It's probably part of it. Sleep helps. Uh, Sleep helps old man time. bedtime for me. <laughs> no, I'm not used to going to bed, oh, so I don't. And I'm, you know, I get to bed at like 10:30, which I, mm-hmm. I, I should get plenty of sleep, right? 10:30 to I, I get up at five. Uh, I feel like that's you know six and a half mm-hmm. hours. You would think that 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 would be, you know, maybe enough, but uh, uh, it's not average, apparently. Yeah, the, so the average I think adults supposed to have anywhere from seven to eight. I think eight hours is profitable, but seven seven and a half to eight hours is like your ideal number. Well, I think. either way, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. Um, other so, than that, I'm doing fantastic. I know. Fantastic. We're, uh, we're here to talk about uh, what we, as you you heard in the intro there. Uh, we'll see how that goes if we're still friends at the end of that. Or, I'm just kidding. We don't know what the future holds for us. So let's see what our future selves say about us. Isn't that weird mm. to think that's how we do that? You know. We, anyways. No. It's, but as we talked about in there a little bit actually. But yeah, moving right along. Yeah. Um, I, I notice you are taking uh, a, a, a small a bevy over there, um, and maybe oh, the good baby. reason for being, being by. Blah, blah. Hang on, let's let's back up here. My bees are getting hard right now. My tongue's getting stuck. Okay, what I was trying to say is, I noticed you got a beverage, and perhaps the reason being because, well, we're here to talk about everybody's favorite thing right now: the uh, presidential debate. That was uh, uh, yeah, but I. I I also we're just here to talk about like, it. There's not this, that's the whole episode. We're not. I mean, there's Trump's more to cover. Got the Rona. Just, well, there's that going on now too. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that that's kind of like that's kind of a thing. Huge news. Huge. <laughs> Huge. I, I can't. I can't impersonate him. 
You can't do the Trump thing? I can't That's okay. Do I can't do it either. That's okay. Um, but yeah, so just really quickly, uh, well, first of all, I will get involved now. Yeah. <clears throat> Because that's, uh, I feel like the only way you're going to get through um, <laughs> us talking about this. I'm going to warn you right now. If you if you if you're a person who partakes of uh, whatever your favorite beverage is, right down to water, go get a glass if you can. Perhaps you're uh, you're starting your Monday morning here, and we're roughly a week out from when the debate happened. If it's Monday for you, and that's when you're listening to this. Um, I don't know what your thoughts and feelings are on it, Micah. Obviously, by the way, this is completely like we have no script here, right, Micah? Like, there's we haven't done any dialogue. Like, hey, what was your take? Hey, how'd you feel about it? So, like, whatever comes out, it's gonna be raw. We're you yeah, like it raw. It's gonna be well, it's just, we're raw dogging it. But I was, I was like, oh, Micah's gonna get offended. I'll hold back. <laughs> but yeah, we're uh, we're going in this raw, raw with emotion and bearing ourselves to no you. No lube. <laughs> we gotta stop. Okay. <laughs> 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 I like of all the things I've ever said that were like terrible and all you say is no loo and I'm like alright that's too far let's just stop right there <laughs> um, yeah so I actually I'm not going to lie I was really excited for the debate um, probably more than I should have been I guess maybe I set myself up for failure uh, but I was very interested to see number one the fact that Biden was going to Okay, should, by the way should we even give like do we have to give uh, what's that called with the having like journalism integrity not that we're journalists but like where you, you state your biases your bias. no no okay let's just, let's just let's just talk in case, yeah we're just I think, talking. It, I think it might be evident uh through the well, conversation well that's i, I would say i don't think can we at least either say one of no us secret. are gonna hide our right uh, yeah opinions correct i we're certainly gonna, am not gonna hide any of my opinions right yeah i i but i'm saying in case somebody's getting started i, I would say at least hang on Hang on to your bootstraps. You know, maybe we'll have a time mark where we stop talking about politics and we hit something else and we'll mark that for you. And if you don't want to hear about the political stuff, skip ahead. But I just got to be honest with you. This is kind of our show sometimes. Excuse me. I've, you know, we, we hit on the politics. Um, and it's it's partly because it is important. But also, to me, it is also entertaining. And that's sad that it's entertaining sometimes. But it's a little bit entertaining. So, anyways. Um, as I was saying, I was excited. I had popcorn. I had a beer plus probably four and i was ready to go you get to uh listen to this to this debate and i don't know man like did you want first of all did you even watch it from like start to finish yeah, did you I, watch? I, yeah I watched it from get go to the very end what did you think of like the beginning just the startup how they how they sold the thing like what, how, what were your feelings that way and were you surprised that biden even showed up? like in the back of your head really like he's not gonna show like oh i i kind of yeah i kind of thought it was it was gonna like get canceled last minute um <laughs> the covid test came in too I, late darn it i didn't i didn't watch like i i don't know the pre-game if you will um mm-hmm. prior to it um where they were i i'm pretty sure i came in like i don't know at right at I think it started at what eight thirty or nine. I think it started at nine. It was nine. Yeah, so I it got I, over at ten thirty. I turned it on like two minutes before nine. I think. So okay. I, I I saw a small interview oh. and I was surprised <clears throat> to see that they were actually talking to someone who was more of a conservative, to be honest. But they were. Um, <laughs> what network they were watching it on? <laughs> Why are you saying uh, like it that? Was, uh, it was on YouTube. <laughs> I don't I don't oh, know okay, what okay. network they were airing, but um, <laughs> excuse me. They were interviewing more of a conservative person that was talking about it, and and then they were like, you know, they moved on to it. But Mm -hmm. um, anyway, 
the the beginning of it I I thought started off all right, uh, and then it it just kind of, in my opinion, I think it it went downhill from there. And I I I don't I, I probably have a difference of opinion on it than you do though. Um, sure, which is okay. This so, is America, and we're we're gonna try to have a dig. I don't listen. I'm saying it like I'm making it like we're gonna watch a fist fight or something. I don't know why I'm doing that. So I, I don't know why I keep. I just it's so weird that we have to feel that way in politics anymore. Yeah, we we're gonna do our best to have a dignified conversation more than what I think, in my opinion, kind of took place between them and the debate. And that's neither here nor there. But we're gonna get into that because well, we are here and now. So that was a ignorant statement to say that's neither here or now. Anyways, um, yeah, it, go ahead and express your opinion. I I I always. Well, we're looking for I, like the the whole the whole debate. Or no, well, like, I, I have like, some. Oh man, I took notes. This is how excited I was. <laughs> I had a pen and a paper, and me write words on page. Ooh, um, someone is someone is coming into my room. room. Oh geez. Uh, anyways, so for me, I <coughs> excuse me. Leading up to it, I took notes. Um, or Christine and I were watching both CNN and Fox, you know, to get the two extreme point of views on it and, and, and seeing how they were setting up the whole debate and how it was going to go down. And I, I have to admit, even watching from, say, the CNN point of view, which clearly, obviously, they support, um, you know, Biden and, and, and what he represents. And I think there was... They were pretty nervous, it seemed. They didn't, like, want to say it, but they were definitely selling it on, like, a, an idea of, like, hey, listen, for Biden to have a chance, this is, he's going to have to do this, he's going to have to do that. He needs to speak directly to the American people, which, to give him credit, he did. He looked at the camera a lot and he addressed the American people, but it, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of, I, I'm going to say it this way, I, I, even from his own I guess you could say the news media supports the party that he represents. There wasn't a lot of high hopes. Is that fair to say? Like, I don't think Biden had much to lose going into this. I'll admit my perspective was that Trump had already won the debate before the debate even took place. I'll I'll admit that's kind of where I was at in my mind. I was like, this is going to be entertaining because I almost felt that Trump had already kind of won because most felt that Biden was a bumbling buffoon, to, to be fair. Not everybody, but the, the, if you go through all the clips that people make of him, there's a reason why the, he was nicknamed Sleepy Joe by Trump. So, I mean, there's, that was kind of my perspective leading into it. And then, obviously, like you said, you know, I, I, did you feel similar to that or no? Um, I mean, I, I, I didn't quite know what to expect, to be honest. I kind of halfway expected... Biden to come out and actually, like, be uh, a dignified, very well-spoken, very on point, like, very clear thought. I almost halfway expected that. Just as, like, I don't know, maybe it was, like, a downplaying him throughout this whole time to, Mm. to where he might actually be intelligent. I personally don't believe that he is. Um, I think just hearing him speak, maybe that's just old age. I don't know. But um, even during the debate, he he still had very close moments where he was he was he was getting right on the fine line of of starting down that Biden talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess I, I wasn't quite sure what to expect, to be honest. I thought that there was a possibility that, you know, 
originally I thought Trump was just going to, I mean, he's just going to roundhouse kick Biden and that was going to be it, you know, but, uh, like literally not, or through, uh, through words. Oh, uh, well, you know, verbally, uh, I don't get, okay. I mean, right. I mean we're just specifying physically, <laughs> but regardless, um, I guess my, my opinion of, of how the debate started, I, I feel like the, the moderator did a decent job. The first few questions, um, yeah. Chris, I, was Chris Wallace. Yeah. I believe. Um, I I didn't really watch any of the debates from the 2016 election. So mm-hmm. when I I knew that he had done some of those, I think he did two debates. Um, yeah, he was kind of hailed. That was the thing funny from both networks that hailed him as like, you know, being a great moderator. And they even, I remember, uh, of course, he's from Fox. So obviously, they had said, one, like, maybe the greatest moderator ever. Um, and then we went into what we went into. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how, how I, much was that was on Chris and how much was that on the, uh, Chris said he wrote those questions. Um, just the questions themselves, I think are <laughs> like the question that he posed about, uh, Donald Trump. Um, what was it, uh, to, um, well, we'll get into that. Hang on. What I think I know what, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I, I to, to, to kind of hit on the, the beginning of it. So these were the, just the couple notes that I had, and then you can take it from there as <clears throat> far as what I'd seen right off the bat. First of all, it made me feel like it was a football show, like a football game. That was kind of how they set it up, which I get it. There was a lot of excitement, but I was a little disappointed on the fact that they were setting it up that way. Like, you know, here we go. Let's see how this turns out. It's like, yeah, man, this is like, this is actually really important though, guys. Like as much as I might've been enthusiastic and sending memes throughout the day and videos and like, I'm pumped. There's a part of me too that was like, man, this is actually like really I don't want to say use the word scary, but it's very important, right? And um, to see even the networks kind of turn it into almost like a, a game, kind of in the back of my head, I was like, that's kind of sketchy. One thing that I did note right off the bat was my first note was from Trump. Uh, he was addressed. They started on obviously COVID, I believe it was. COVID was the first thing they kind of started hitting on, and at least that I took a note on. And the first thing that Trump said was that I was like, well, that's kind of interesting, is that he was saying that once the vaccine is in place, they can use the uh, the military to distribute up to 200,000 vaccines a day. And in the back of my head, I was like, well, that's kind of, uh, I mean, I, I get that the, the resource and that's what they're there to do for, but like in the back of my head, I'm like, that, that, I don't know. It just, I guess it bothered me enough to at least like make a comment about it. Like, I don't know what that meant necessarily. I don't know if that meant well, it could I, be I you think it's and more you... of like, a, I mean, I understand where you're coming from and, and mm-hmm. I thought about that myself, but. I think it's really more meant as like uh, we can use the military to get logistics done to get yeah, them, which, you know, get right. the vaccines out there and available. Because I mean, producing or like making the vaccine is is just the start of a vaccine, right? You gotta you yeah. gotta actually develop it, then you gotta produce it, and then you gotta distribute it. So distribution is a huge portion of, mm-hmm. especially when it's something like a pandemic, um, you want to get it as fast as possible. So the military is very ready and available. Um, yeah. So I think that's really more of where it was coming from on that. Um, I, I don't see yeah, Trump like being it was... the president that's going to be like, you're going to take this vaccine. <laughs> Right. Uh, but that was, I guess, my take. First of all, because like I said, almost immediately, first of all, we got to 
for those that may have not listened to the debate or watched it, I would encourage you to at least go maybe watch it and then come back and listen to this. But if not, there were some general rules that were set in place. The rules where you get um, a question would be posed by Chris, uh, the moderator, and he, he would ask, and then we take turns rotating, you know, who gets to answer first. And each candidate would get, or, or I guess you could say the president and the candidate, but the, uh, the, each one would get two minutes to give their response. It was supposed to be uninterrupted and then there'd be 15 minutes of like free dialogue to to go back and forth right almost from the beginning it was like pretty quickly on that 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 spiraled out of control so i think that's why i didn't really have any points because i was kind of like what the french toast is happening um the almost immediately there was you know if we're being fair i do think it was trump that interrupted first if i'm not mistaken i didn't make a note on that but i think it was trump because he answered first and then Joe was giving his answer, and then Trump started to interject, and it was about the vaccine stuff and, and whatever. But the one thing I did notice is that with Joe, all he basically had to say about COVID, he had a few other things to say, but the main thing I took away was, you will die. Uh, like, he specifically looked at the camera and was like, you will die. So I was like, it was kind of interesting to see Trump's take on, like, here's the vaccine, if it gets put into, you know, like you said, talking about logistics, whereas Biden's was, you know, you're just going to die kind of deal. Um, and then they addressed from that still part of the vaccine thing being the whole, uh, how they've been campaigning. Cause Trump has obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, done campaigns and had gatherings of people outside. Right. He made that even clear. He was like outside, but then Joe talking about how they were doing, he's like, you've had a different kind of approach to how you've done yours. And the, the one thing that did make me laugh, um, because Joe was trying to answer and Trump was, he was basically saying something about like, people coming in and zoom meetings or whatever and trump just like interjecting was like because no one shows up and even chris himself actually laughed out loud uh that part did make me laugh a little bit i'm not gonna lie i was like well well, that's we were all thinking it but uh he said it so (laughs) that part like a little interjection like that even though it's child i don't know if it's childish but it's kind of childish um makes me laugh like a small interjection like that where you're just saying one thing and you leave it alone I was okay with that kind of an interruption. Um, obviously, it, it continued on from that, but that was the that was the biggest thing that you know they were dealing with the COVID stuff. So, did, did you have anything you want to add as far as if we're just kind of going through their topics of the night they dealt with? So, COVID being the first thing they dealt with, did you think there was any other important points that Biden or Trump made, or that you think are worth talking about? Because then they moved on to obviously taxes for the next thing. Or, uh, I don't know. I, I think I think Biden basically blaming Trump for it basically said that that the economy that basically said the economy is garbage right now and it's all Trump's fault because right. Trump shut the country down and it's like, well, what would you what would you what did you expect him to do? You know, like the whole the whole world was shutting down. If he hadn't yeah. shut down and even more people are reported as dead. I will say reported because I don't know that it's accurate. But <laughs> so if uh, if it was reported, if he hadn't closed the country down, and it was reported that more than two hundred thousand people, um, which Biden already threw at him, like, "Oh my God, you let two hundred thousand people die," um, you know, he would have been slapped with some type of well, you didn't close the economy because you don't care about lives and da 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 da. And it just, I don't know. There, Which, there's there's would... a lot of hypo- hypocritical things because, yeah. like, what 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 would you do? And and Trump brought that. You know, what would you do 
in in the same circumstance. Um, it's I, I think blaming a, a specific individual on um, the death of people due to a pandemic is absolutely ridiculous. It's kind of yeah. like when they blame Trump for the hurricanes that are hitting the coast. Um, you know, it's like, yeah. it just, just if, if you just stop to think about what you just said, it's like mm-hmm. that, that meme when you're like, it's <clears throat> like, uh, we are all, what is it? We are all dumber for having listened to what you just said or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. No one in this room has benefited <laughs> Yeah, like I know what you're talking about. It just, Wait, uh, I don't know. It's just open to this. that kind of crap is is where I, where you completely lose me. You, you lose all yeah. credibility when you start. It's friggin' stupid. You're a moron. Moving right along. Um. So the next thing, uh, this is about. I'll be honest. This is about where Chris started to lose control. I mean, there'd already been some interruptions. And, and I'll to be honest with you, Mike. I don't know what your feelings are on this, but up until that point, they had primarily been from Trump. Like, just giving little jabs, right? Not too I much. totally expected that. Yeah, I, I did too. Um, but I didn't expect them to go to the level. And where it kicked off was when they got into the taxes. So when they, you know, basically, uh, Chris Wallace asked them about, you know, the report that had come out saying Trump only paid 750 I think it was, dollars or whatever it was, from 2016 to 17 or whatever. So Trump insists he paid millions in taxes. Those are his exact words. And then... Um, Trump immediately responding to that, basically that was what he said, and, and Biden's listening, and Biden's giving his responses about, you know, all of them is out there, go check it out, we got everything in order, and, and Trump asked why he didn't fix the tax loops in his 47 years in government. He's addressing Biden, and he rejects this. And then Biden said something I thought was kind of weird, because Biden says, because you weren't president. I don't know what the French did toast he, that I was supposed to I didn't I don't remember that. Did he, yeah, I I laughed that? and I like I went back and I was like, what? Because they here's what I get pissed about is that like from that statement, you both are kind of dicks because you're you're if Trump was able to do what he did, it's I mean, did okay, it, okay, it's not here's, good. here's I'm not gonna here's justify the thing, it. Here's the thing I would say, okay? Okay. You would be stupid if you have the ability to take advantage of something. To not, okay. Am I am I saying that it is uh, morally or, w- however, it it may be ethically wrong, okay. <laughs> For sure. But if someone offers you and they're like, "Hey, here is ten thousand dollars," but it's coming out of the pockets of all of your neighbors, and all you got to do is sign this piece of paper, da 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 da. Are you going to take that money or not? Out of my neighbors? Uh, well, they, they, they're just they offer you ten grand. If if you don't take it, then it will go to the next guy. Would oh, you take I get it? What you're saying. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's we like kind to all say of no. Yeah. Well, sure if that... someone offered you ten grand, you're probably going to take it. Right. No. And there's very saying, little right? strings attached to it. <clears throat> Pardon me. So I, I personally, I cannot blame someone. If you are worth, I mean, if you're worth billions of dollars, I would think like, hey, a couple. Yeah. You still there? Billions of dollars, yeah. God dang it. If you're worth billions of dollars, you would think like a couple hundred million dollars is basically nothing to you, um, you know. Or just paying your fair share. at the same time, at the same time, Mm -hmm. I understand 
Paying for those of you who don't share. know, we're, I'm interjecting here. For those of you who don't know, man, something out there doesn't want us to do this episode. The FBI or somebody shutting us down. Because that's <laughs> like, how many times have we been interrupted now? We've lost connection uh, like four I times. Don't, I don't know. Maybe it's it could be weather or something. Yeah. I haven't I haven't looked outside. So That's how good we the are weather could be this. garbage. I'm not you sure. You didn't know unless we told you. <laughs> Anyways, back to what you were saying. So... Like I said, you, you to be fair, you should pay you should pay your fair share. Is my point, and I'm not really trying to sure, but I'm not even justify I would, Trump in not paying that because I do think, like you're saying, from an ethical standpoint, it was completely wrong. But I get why he didn't do it because, like you're saying, if you don't have to, then why would you? Now he but obviously here's, took here's an extreme thing. approach to I don't know that the that's system, obvious. That's all he paid. I don't know that that's obvious. I. When you hear the 751 figure that's coming from probably someone who doesn't know what the fudge they're talking about and they're throwing a number out because no one's actually seen his taxes. Right. I would say most people that are (laughs) avoiding taxes, the the easiest way to avoid taxes Mm -hmm. is to have someone else pay them, right? Like, so if you have a huge corporation... You take your tax, the money that you'd be paying in taxes, and you you basically put that to your customer or whatever. You yeah. know, like you have basically have someone else pay your taxes for you. You're still <laughs> that's what, freaking that's what, paying taxes, though. Right. That's, that's the Jeff- part that that I don't understand why no one can understand that. Like, regardless, <laughs> the money is still being given to the government. For the money, it's being given earned. to the government, yes. But who it's coming from is the question, right? So, like with Jeff Bezos or Bezos, whatever his name is, from Amazon, you and I are paying that. You and I and the customer are paying his taxes, and we know that doing it. And that's so that's, that's where you and totally I need fine, though, right? Like, and that's where you and I get to make that, that? decision. There's no issue with it. it. Well, it depends on what principle you want to go from. From a free market point of view, there's no <laughs> issue with it. Now, that's where you and I need to be educated customers and decide whether we want to do our business there, right? Now, where it can get tricky is when you have them, when they start monopolizing something and taking it over and buying everything else out that needs to, that could be a competition, that is a questionable move. But on the pretenses of, hey, I found this loophole, I'm going to do this, and you guys are going to pay it, once we, the customer, know that and we choose to continue to go back, well, then that's on us. Dick move on their part, but if you're going to keep, you know, don't continue to be I mean, either way, either, as it were, either way you look at like, it, though, oh, how dare you? But you're still trying- paying, you're still paying their taxes, right? If you don't give them money, then mm-hmm. they don't owe taxes on the money you no, give yeah, them. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're either right. way you look at it, you're, you're still giving them the money to pay their taxes. Right. My point to that is that they're not paying a fair share in comparison to your income. That's I don't believe point. that. I don't believe that. Uh, you're talking about millions Amazon, and millions I mean, of you that dollars. And okay, and what about one. what about all the income tax, all the other mm-hmm. bullcrap taxes that exist that they? Well, that's pay. what I believe, and I could be wrong because I'm not. I didn't okay. study up on this area, so, but that that seven hundred fifty, way- I do believe, was his income tax. It wasn't his federal, but it was, I'm sorry, is it his state? Was it his state tax? Is that for what was? year? For what year? I believe it was between 2016 and 17. His first two years okay. of presidency. So if he paid seven hundred fifty-one dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, what income did he have that he paid taxes on? He I don't gave know. up all like of I his businesses because he couldn't own them, business. right? He's president. He can't own businesses because it's mm-hmm. uh, conflict of interest. He denied his presidential income, mm-hmm. and he donated well, he donate. that to, yeah, donates, to yeah. some charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what should he be charged income tax for? 
I don't know. And that's why I said it. To me, like, this is where I'm saying this. The, the, really, the only point I made on this is that this was a point that Chris brought up, right? This was a question because right. it was obviously that's in the news. A stupid question, though. Well, this is a presidential I, I think it was debate. A question worth asking. It's, ask, uh, it's ask. not at a presidential debate. The reason why it was important is because some feel that, and they feel more is going to come out about this. In the brief little bit that I'd read on it, as far as the the seven hundred fifty dollar paid in, is that some feel that he is in a um, like he owes a lot of money to a lot of people. The rest, some people are estimating he owes well over ninety million dollars personally to different companies and industries. So now they're coming at a at an angle of well, there could be collusion and the whole idea of how he's dealing business because he's got to figure out a way to make up his debts. So to 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 a point, I think there is that is a fair question. I don't think there should be really any questions that are off the table. But how would how would his taxes president. how would his taxes tell you whether or not he owes someone money? So what they're saying is that they think he's been cheating and he owns tons of back taxes, could be income to other people as well. And so that he's this indebted, poor person in reality. Now, not again, this is not saying this is my personal belief. I'm just saying what is out there. This is the information that was being spread leading up leading up to this debate. Right. So I, to be fair, I do think it was a relative question for Chris to give the chance for Trump to answer, which Trump said, and he said, and he... And Chris flat out asked me, so so I want to hear, well, actually Joe asked him, he said, so you're telling me you paid your taxes? And Trump said, and I quote, he said, I've paid millions in taxes in those two years. And you'll see when the report, when my taxes come out. Now, to be fair, Trump has been saying they've been preparing his taxes for four years. Probably, yeah, right about four years right now that he's, well, we've been preparing it. I wish you, I don't know that the IRS would give you and I that kind of um, courtesy. I'll put it that way. And I think that's a fair statement. I'm not trying to, you know, one or the other. I'm just. As I mean, blind... there's nothing. The IRS has nothing to do with that, though. What does the IRS have to do with his? Yeah. What does the IRS we have all to do with it? Same... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What does the IRS have to do with him showing the public his personal records? I don't know that there's actually a written rule on this. You'd know more about this than me. Nothing to do with that. Well, well, they would, but what I'm trying to ask is that I don't know. There's nothing saying that the president has to reveal his private. Well, that's what I was going to add. That was my question: is is there something? Because I know that all presidents have been doing this for for quite a long time. I don't really know where it began, what the history was on that. Is there some sort of rule? There's not. Not that I'm aware of. I don't think there's any legal reason for a president to give personal records okay well i mean i know you got to pass a health exam right it's because the same argument for that and then i know that's always been the big thing that the presidency the those that are either running or our president have done is they release their medical records and they release their taxes now you might have a point on there's no reason that he legally has to do it i i get that but i'm what i'm trying to say is i think from just a general if i had no skin in the game on either side if you want to end the conversation you know, release your tax statement. I, I don't see the sin in that. If I was told to or I had to for whatever high-qualifying job or to get my home or any of these things I want to buy that might be a big purchase, I have to. So to, to that point, what I'm trying to say is these special privileges that we sometimes try to grant to those that are in government, but yet we are expected to do this, I, I take issue with. It should be a fair across the board, in my opinion. Some have said, well, it, it, what was his original excuses that he kind of gave? And it might be legitimate saying that, well, we could be giving too much information out to well, my here, dealings. Well, here's and, the one thing I would say is that there's nothing saying that he has not turned over tax records and all that crap over to required positions, right? right? There's nothing saying that. But mm-hmm. 
they're demanding that they become public knowledge. Yeah. Now, if you if you know anything about Trump, I feel like someone demands something from him, he's probably going to try his hardest to just not. Yeah. That's just how I I mean, he's a he's a very stubborn person. He's very yeah. like you know, I'm going to do it my way. Um mm-hmm. and that's it. So No, I I agree with that. And like I said, I, this was only one note. We we've got more notes to go through, so I don't I but I do think there is something to this. I think could we at least put well, let's let's do it this way. Let's let's put a pin on the Trump side because I know we've been harping. On, I've been harping on Trump here a little bit. With listen, I think if you want to be fair and you want to put a pin in it and you want to end things, do it. I don't. I, I think it's it. We're we're one year into. I'm sorry. We are one term into your term of service. If you have a second term, and you still haven't provided that, at least to the general public's knowledge. And, and my point would be if he has provided to indeed the proper uh, line, of, you know, chain of command, and they they've approved it. More than likely, it's probably because there's going to be more information like this coming out that, wow, this guy's figured out ways to abuse the system, which is what he called Joe out on, which we're going to talk about next, is that he basically said, you know, Trump asked while Joe's trying to give his answer, you know, why didn't you fix the tax loops in 47 years, Joe? Why didn't you do it, Joe? And he's looking over at him, like yelling at him. And Joe's Biden's response was surprising to me and made me laugh when he was like, because you weren't president. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I feel like that was a moment when maybe... Joe's mic cut out and he wasn't I'm just kidding but in a nutshell he's basically saying I didn't worry about fixing this tax this tax loop for the rich or those that are doing well um of my 47 years in government because you weren't president I think that was a poor answer on his part he could have given a much better answer um or he just doesn't have one let's let's face it right as long as you're part of the rich you know like everybody's talking about that saying that we shouldn't be concerned about a millionaire who well I don't want to say cheated but eh, skirted some skirted some quarters maybe cheated on his taxes but I think I think technically to say you cheated you could serve time so he probably didn't cheat that we know of yet um so skirted some lines with the taxes and you know was a millionaire versus those who have gone into government as well basically Joe Biden was pretty much dirt poor from my understanding getting into politics originally and then you know has, has accumulated quite a bit of wealth um, but that was the big thing. And then, like I said, this is where it spiraled out of control and really went downhill. Um, because this is when Biden is trying to answer about his taxes and his stuff and Trump consistently. And I mean, repeatedly kept interrupting him, asking about the three and a half million that to Biden's son that he hadn't paid. Um, and the note that I took on that was that Trump needed to let him answer. We never got an answer from Biden. We never got an honest answer from Biden on that because Trump was just going hammering down. And if you notice at one point, it looked like Biden was going to answer and then he just didn't. It was like he recognized that Trump was just going to keep going and he got out of that situation. In my opinion, I was like, that was an answer I actually wanted. Like, why Why did your son... You no, know, no, he did answer going- that. He did answer that. He, he said that he said that that's not true. He said that that's been <laughs> that's disproven. That's, not- that's been debunked. <laughs> yeah, okay. that, that is an answer if if you believe that it's not true. Well, it's... Yeah, it's a... I don't like close... I don't like... I don't like one-word answers or, you know, basically a single-sentence answer to things um, like that that require a little more of, a, of, a, of an answer. And But that was my point of that is that this is where Trump – I want Chris, I think at this time, had interrupted Trump twice to say, hey, here are the terms of service. You guys have agreed that, you know, two minutes, two minutes, 15 minutes, please respect that. And he kept inserting, you know, I am the moderator. I am the moderator. And – it was just yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I was bad. actually super surprised that Trump did not tell the moderator to shut up. Um, yeah, but like, I'm, I'm actually feel... really surprised by that. 
How do you feel about that? Because the next topic that gets brought up is is the race issue. So we'll go into that. But at that point, how did you? Because this was probably about. 15, 20-ish minutes, 20 minutes in, maybe a little bit more, that this was going on where it was like, I mean, these guys were really just, to be fair, I, I, so I actually just tried to look this up. They're not giving any specific number on Biden for as how many times he interrupted Trump, which I do find is a little funny because somebody should have gotten that number. But they had a number for Trump almost instantly uh, as soon as the debate ended. But I think the official number that was agreed upon, and it ranges all over the place, but the an average seems to be 73 times that Trump interrupted Joe Biden. 73 minutes, 73 interruptions out of a 90-minute debate is pretty excessive. Can we, I mean, what are your feelings on that, I guess? On that uh, it depends on, I mean, it's a debate. Like, if you want to have a dignified debate, sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's, that's what's way excessive. Um... I was not, I was not, I mean, I was expecting the 2016 debates, like, that's, it's, it's kind of a clown show, um, and, I mean, that, it is what it is, and here's the other thing, though, is that, it's, it's kind of hard to, I mean, like, granted, like you said, I think, uh, Trump did interrupt Biden first. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not like Biden was um, cordial with Trump either. Yeah, but I don't after think the first five minutes. A, yeah, so you have to be in a debate. To your point, I mean, you don't have to be cordial to person. And and here's the here's the other thing is that if you look at any debate, mm-hmm. look at the primaries. They yeah. all interrupted each other. They all spoke over their time. Mm-hmm. They all interjected things. It's part of the debate. Like, that's, it's going to happen. It's probably right. a little more prevalent with Trump, sure. Yeah. But um, I think that's just a, that's a personality thing. Like, he, and I really think he was probably trying to, like, he was probably trying to break Biden and make Biden say a bunch of crap that you know he should not be saying on yeah. national television. Um, so it was probably more of a strategy for Trump. I do think it it maybe went a bit far, but I yeah. I, I would disagree. I, prior, I think you had, you mentioned um, in a Facebook chat that you thought it hurt him. Yeah. Um, I well, that's I to be fair. I guess we, I... we said we hadn't discussed it. We didn't discuss the show, but we did talk after the the debate, and I I sent that one message saying that, yeah, that is fair. Sorry, you I mean, still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Sorry if we asked that a couple Pretty times sure throughout this one, folks. Or, uh, problems. <laughs> we keep losing each other. Jeez. Um, uh, so yeah, finish your Jesus. point, and I'll go ahead and add mine. I'm sorry. Uh, so. <sighs> Interrupted your train of thought. Was, That's like the moment yeah, with Joe Biden. He's like, I'll be honest. I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> I think what you were trying to say is the uh, uh, whether or I, not Trump hurt himself with right. with the way that he went about. Mm. I, I I don't think so. I think I think most people at this point already know who they're voting for. Like I don't really see the debates as. You, you you see them probably differently because I know you said that this is you know. This well, is I went into it undecided. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I I wasn't committed one way or the other. I genuinely wanted to see. I, I can't. I'll admit I, I had a bit of prejudice. <laughs> I don't can't say. do it. I was about to say I, I don't know if prejudice was the right word to use. Um, I didn't. 
I wasn't going in this idea of like, I'm going to vote for Biden, really. But I wanted to see if he could make some coherent um, uh, points and, and have a coherent conversation. That was the main thing I wanted to see. Like I said, for me, myself, I kind of saw this going into it as Trump had already won the debate and Biden was just showing up. Biden wasn't going to really win any election. I didn't see him doing anything that was going to be like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. He was going to win a ton of elections. Now looking back, I think for sure I should have been looking at is Trump had a lot more to lose going into that debate than Biden did. And what that that is one thing I, I would I would agree with. I think with all of the I don't know if you want to call it smack talking that Trump did prior to the debate, talking about how oh yeah how Biden is you know being mm-hmm. pre dementia or yeah. you know whatever is going on with him. Um, but talking about how poorly he was gonna do and how how great he's gonna do. You know, that's, that's kind of really not what you want to do when you're going into something when you want to prove mm. yourself. Because well, if you, you do have it, a lot go more in there to and do lose, it. Yeah, that was you, my you, thing. Yeah, is... you have a lot more to lose if you don't perform like you said you were going to, and the other person performs better than you said they were going to. Yeah, uh, but besides so... even that happening, I think it was the actual. Um, by, uh, so here's my point. Here's what I kind of felt going away from, as far as you're addressing the interruptions. Uh, this is my point. If if the if you have agreed to the terms of the service, now it isn't just a normal debate. Um, I don't even think I, I'm sure when they have the the general ones and you got like twelve to twenty four people. God forbid when they got all those people up there, but like when there's twelve people up there, you're gonna get a little more interruption just because some people feel they're not even getting asked questions, right? But when this one, you have two on two. We've said we're gonna ask you. We're gonna say we're gonna two ask on you. Two on two. You get one. Well, the, the, I'm sorry. How drunk one, were you? One on one. Yeah, there were two troops. Um, there should have been. There should have been more up there, but that's for later. Um, so one on one, basically, is what I'm saying is that you you had Biden, you had Trump. And Speaking of which, just, just real quick, I just wanted to throw that in there. Chris uh, made the comment that one of the two of you are going to be president, completely excluding any third party. Poss- I mean, there's never been a third party candidate ever elected, but. Completely excluding yeah. them, we'll completely into- excluding any type of written in or anything like that. They're just like, yep, yeah, yeah, we know that one of you two, two. yeah, uh, is going to be president, period. Trust me, I have some tangents I want to let loose on at the end here uh, about some of that. But to this point of these two being on the debate stage, my opinion was, like I said, I went into it kind of like I was going back and forth, I'll be honest, with the idea of like, and I'll also be honest about this, this will be the first presidential debate, or I'm sorry, presidency that I've actually voted on. I didn't vote in the last one um, because I, I was was not sure. And I'll be honest, I didn't pay enough to, attention to politics back then. And I, I didn't quite recognize both the privilege and also the civil duty that I have as a citizen to vote. Um, so I, I've matured more in this area, I feel, than what I was four years ago. So I was paying a lot more attention to this. And what I took away from that is when when Trump did not allow the other person to have two minutes, and, and they both kind of interrupt each other, but I'm, I'm going to be honest, just from watching it and not really being sold on any one person yet, right, I was I was very like, I don't really know yet. I, I, obviously with Biden, I, I didn't see myself voting for Biden. But what happened was, I was like, when I, I, what I feel is that when you will not allow the other person to even make a, a coherent statement, whether they can or they can't, you won't even allow that option for me to determine as a person, me the viewer, the voter, to figure out what this person's trying to say, that I do question. When when you're going to ex- express your opinion in your two minutes, 
And then as soon as the other person tries to give just two minutes, we have 15 minutes after each one of these questions to openly debate, take whatever shot you want. But for God's sake, 120 seconds, just let that other person talk. That, I'll admit, was very bothersome for me because I was like, I can't even understand what Trump, what, what Biden is trying to put together. And I don't think Biden did well in this debate, really, at all. But what happened was Trump was so bad at basically just being an adolescent child in my opinion near the end it got ridiculous at one point where chris is like you have all three of them talking over each other and me as the viewer the listener is like this is ridiculous because no nobody can actually sit down and make it like you said that was undecided and it was funny that they kept selling it that way too most everybody already knows who they're voting for yeah i don't know the numbers showed i think at the end i, th- I want to say that 11 people said 11 percent of the population said they were voting for trump and something like 18 percent or 15 percent said Biden and the other 57% of America said, I don't freaking know after watching that. So when I, I guess my point is, is that I think Trump hurt himself on the fact that number one, you not so much the interruption being rude, which it was, but number one, you didn't allow Biden to answer questions that I said, like I said, I had a couple other ones I could have made notes on too, that I wanted to actually hear his answer. Not because I thought it was going to be a great answer, but I just wanted to kind of hear how he's going to dig himself in the hole with it. And I think Trump really hurt himself with that. What is Biden known for? Going too long, making dumb statements. And you didn't even allow him to do that. That I really question. And then just number two, his behavior is, yeah, he might have felt that, you know, the system's been against him and all this stuff. But it's like, you kind of already had your votes. In my opinion, I might be wrong, but most people already felt that Trump had won this. Watching CNN and how they prepped for the first hour before they were basically having the same assumption that Trump's already won this. Biden's just got to get through it. And then coming out of it, it was like, I don't know. To me, it was like you you didn't let Biden bury himself and you really hurt yourself on just like your your rambling of just clearly disregarding the the moderator. Whether he felt he was against you or not, he even made that comment at one point, right? I think he said that. He's like, oh, apparently I'm debating you too, I think. (laughs) Yeah, debating you, not him. Um, I I understand that point. I, I do. But I also understand, like, like you brought up that it's it's relevant that uh, about Trump's tax records. Why was a question not posed to Biden about Hunter? Is that not relevant? Yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're talking. Chris. Trump it did not come it, from. Yeah, yeah it came say, from. Think, if, why? Why? Why was that not a question that Chris asked? That is extremely relevant to whether mm-hmm. or not you're even capable in a legal stance of being mm-hmm. president. If you're if you're aiding and abetting your son to take money from uh, foreign powers mm-hmm. for your influence, that is a huge problem. Yeah, what's going to happen when you're president? You know, but I so, think like, that maybe Chris thought because there was a lot of people to give opinions about it afterwards. They 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 really felt that Trump crossed the line. He was okay with asking a question about the money, right? That was a fair question. But then he really started taking shots about like his cocaine addiction and going to some other stuff. I don't think I, that's true. I didn't. I didn't hear that. He, he um, did because what he said. I heard Joe mention that they, that he had a drug problem, but I didn't hear Trump mention. He did, about and then drugs. cocaine said about cocaine. He got dishonorably discharged from the military. He had a cocaine. I believe it was a cocaine addiction. He might have said a drug addiction, but he, he, Trump did bring that up specifically. And, and Joe addressed that briefly. He said that you know he's had an issue. He's recovered, and I'm proud of my son. I think where Chris maybe was going to leave some of that out 
even though it's a relevant question, like you're saying, is that the whole idea of they're trying to leave families out of it somewhat. Because then if you're going to ask that question that's, about that's, Biden, no, that's... it's a fair question. I admit it is. But then same people bring same people that are listening to this are probably going, well, what about Trump's family? All of his family is in the office right now. They're all serving positions. So we're, you know what I mean? We start to get in this, this situation or let's call a spade a spade. And, and if you're going to address one, you got to address the other. I guess that's where I'm at on things. I, serving I, positions is, is one thing. When somebody gets paid $180,000 a month to do a mm-hmm. job that they don't know anything about mm-hmm. in a foreign country that you just so happen to overlook as the vice president of another country, uh, it's questionable. Oh, I agree. Listen, I it, it reeks, right? I, I, I The whole situation smells, but... Excuse me, but I guess what I'm saying is maybe Chris felt that it wasn't necessary for that simple reason of then you're going to start getting into the well, kids I, and calling I have, personal shots at each other's family. I, at first, That's when I heard, I, heard, I heard someone from Fox News was going to be the moderator, I was like, well, this might be fair questions. It might, it might be good <laughs> questions. Um, I, I, really, I, I really thought that Chris uh, Wallace botched. <clears throat> being a moderator he not only and granted trump's a hard person to control but he not only did not control the debate at all um he posed some really stupid questions i just i i I, there's some very questions they just weren't in very in depth i'll say that and maybe that was because this was the first one but there were some more relevant questions near the end but i i don't think they were terrible questions if we're being fair, the candidates who tr- attempted to respond or didn't respond, they could have made this a different thing, too, by their response and how they conducted themselves. I don't know that Chris's questions were so... T- I know he's getting a ton of lashback right now. And I'm, not, I'm not saying he's completely innocent. He might have some skin in the game. I don't I don't know. He has the right to. Um, maybe not in a, in a moderation or a, from a moderator's point of view, but you would think, I'm sure... People on the left are probably saying, well, what more can you want? You had, like you said, somebody from Fox, and Trump could not. It sounds bad, but like I think it was about a half hour in, maybe 40 minutes in, where I was watching left and right on Facebook. People that were watching like, I'm done. I'm turning it off. I can't even watch this. They, to, to, to see the amount of people that were maybe in the middle or even even those that were, I know that are strong Trump supporters saying, like, this is a complete crap show, right? Like, this is ridiculous. So that's where I think that from me as someone who was kind of sitting in the middle, like maybe trying to make a decision, that's where I felt that I started to realize that maybe it was so weird to me. I was like, I I really was, I'm not going to lie. My mind was blowing because at this point I was expecting Trump to have already made Joe look like a joke. And it was weird that he was almost like overcompensating. Like you were saying, the whole idea of like trying to get under his skin, but where he was screwing up repeatedly was like, you just would not let Joe talk. Where does Joe mess up when he talks, when he doesn't have to talk or he can be like, well, you shut up man or clown or Hey, what about this guy? You know what I mean? He's giving all these answers. Like if you went back and you just listened to what Joe said, you didn't get much. You really didn't. And we got another question we're going to get to. That was a very important one that nobody's talking about because of the show that was Trump. And Trump might have been frustrated or whatever was going on, but it was very weird. I was kind of awestruck at the end of it. I was like, holy crap, I think at very least they just Biden tied him in this debate. If if not, in my opinion, probably kind of won just simply based on his behavior. Trump hurt himself, in my opinion, like we had said, and I sent that message saying I, I felt that he had more to lose. And I feel like he did lose more than Biden. Biden didn't. What did Biden really lose? Outside of the one very pressing question, he said things that. Most people expected him to say or not say, 
you didn't really do anything that was like, oh my God, outside of those that are paying attention and know the, the law, that was a very questionable question, he, the way he answered or lack of answer. He didn't do a lot. All we're talking about is Trump, which is how it'll always be. But like I'm saying, I, I feel like he had a lot to lose. And I do, his behavior just, something seemed off. I'm not going to lie. Something just seemed off that night. Well, I, I mean, know, he was, did. He did. Something seemed weird. F coronavirus. So <laughs> apparently he was feeling under the, the weather. Dude, but um, would you say, okay, I guess what I'm to... saying is I've watched his other, I don't even say debates, but his other, um, I've seen his rallies, not like watched them all, but I have watched parts of his rallies and Joe's rallies, if you want to put them up as rallies. And Trump was like just relaxed on the stage. You know what I mean? Like he was in control of the stage. He was, he was the reason people were there. He was, he commanded attention, I guess is what I'm saying. And on that stage, he looked a little desperate. Like it threw him off that he had to answer to somebody. I don't know if he just had zero coaching. I, in this I area think or what that's was going what on. Trump is though. Like, I think, what, <clears throat> I think I've already mentioned that it, he's very much like he's the boss. And when he's in a position where somebody might have say with the, the moderator of like, Hey, you, you need to let your opponent talk or whatever. He's, He's very un. I think he's very uncomfortable in those kind of situations, and he's it's yeah, not clearly. it's not where his it's not where he is, it's not his strong suit to no. be in a position where he needs to. How do you like? Uh, he just, honestly he just had to be presidential. Down. He just had to conduct himself a little bit. I'll be honest. My honest opinion was he could have given a little common human decency, and it would have been way better. It was just his behavior that bothered me more than anything. That was the thing. What he was bringing up and the points he was bringing up were important. I don't think he gave exactly terrible answers either. He did deflect quite a bit and stuff, but it was the actual behavior on the fact that you wouldn't allow Biden to answer the question. So both myself as a voter couldn't make a decision and you couldn't allow, you didn't allow your opponent who's no, notorious for burying himself with his tongue to do so. That's where I was so confused in my head. I was like, I actually asked Christina that at one point. I'm like, what the? Like, why is he not letting Biden answer? Like, it was just weird. Um, but, but we do have more to get into. They got into race because, well, you know, <clears throat> that is uh, an issue these days. It seems more. Would you almost say that race is becoming, sadly, as much of an issue? And I don't mean that in some negative white supremacist, neo Nazi way, but more of a, uh, an issue in some capacities, more attention to it now than there has been in 40 to 50 years? Excuse me, maybe even more than since the Civil Rights Movement? Mm, I mean, it is no. it, and it's race is considered an issue, um, I guess I should word it this way, through the mainstream media. Is it considered... To the mainstream media, yes. It's like the, the world's next problem besides global warming. Um, yes, I would agree with you, but... I think oh, in yeah. reality, for most good. people in their day-to-day -day lives, race uh, is is unimportant. Most people are not racist. Uh, there's a very yeah. small percentage of people that are still racist, just like everything. I mean, there's a very small percentage of people that oh, are no. gay. There's a very small percentage of people that are trans. Like yeah, it's, they, you're always going to have those. I, I feel that. Like with... No, I think it does. It. It's very be careful much... how I word this next part, but let me say it like this. I heard somebody say something once, and I, I think they held a little bit of truth to it. They said, I feel that all people are racist. And at the very least, we all have the potential to be racist. But what they said is, I feel that all people are racist 
based on the way that you're raised for sure in some ways, but what, what they were trying to say is that you, you tend to have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Preference. You feel it, preference to your own race in some way that maybe your race is better at this or they're better at that. Um, and here, I think here's, to some here's, extent, there's some truth in that as far as like you, you sure. Like willingly, but you always, idea you that, always want, you always want your people to do better, right? Right. Now, I'm not saying that that Which means weird, that my race, because yeah. yeah. there's a lot of white trash out there. I couldn't give a flying fudge stick uh, <laughs> about them at all. Flying to be fudge honest, stick, folks. No, I don't mean to sound. Co- I don't mean to sound coarse, but there's a lot of garbage human beings out there. Yeah, and they're not worth my effort into wanting better for them. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I, I understand that to an extent, and I do think that people kind of tend to lean towards wanting I, better for people that are, are like you, whether yeah. that be whether that be your skin color, whether that be your work your group, your yeah. your gender, whatever it is. Pe- people that you surround yourself with, typically, you I mean, the people you care about, you want better for. So if you're... If Even you that- live in a small town like I do, where I could, pr- I mean, I don't mean this in a racist, I probably could count on one hand how many black people live in my town. So, like, it's very hard for me to, to be like... Uh, Nicki Minaj living out there? Isn't that uh, what, uh, what it's a, said? Yeah. <laughs> or would she yeah. get her, the mini Nicki Minaj? <laughs> um, <sighs> but I'm, I'm just saying, like, so for for people around here, like it's it's kind of hard for five black people to associate with the 1200 people or whatever it is that live in my town like you're not going to like most of the people that you come and inter- interact with are going to be white you know they're going to be so I, I don't know it's i i think it's it's more of just a you want you want better for for your people the people you you're around with and those are the people that are important to you not necessarily based on color or whatever well Uh, that's where that weird line comes in of being proud okay because this goes two ways first of all family has big ties to this and it can have huge massive ties to racism in my opinion i've never done an in-depth study on this but one of my assumptions would be right off the bat and correct me if i'm wrong is that who raises you has a massive impact on your life. And then number two, there's a different, you love your family. So sometimes you have a good relationship with your family. You're proud of them and you want them to do well. So there can be that slip over into the difference between being, what did that guy, what did Randy Weaver say that being a race or that, uh, he said it was just being proud of your own race. Is that how he worded it instead of saying? I think so, something like that. I, but there is something to that. That like, there's that fine line of you. You should absolutely be proud of your heritage and who and what you are. But that doesn't mean that you have to de- to denounce this heritage. See, or this I race think I think yeah, I think that's the biggest that. difference, difference though. Is that anybody that that thinks that though if you if you want better for say say I want better for white people. That makes me racist. I don't think that's true. That sounds true. so racist. Saying now, if, if I say I want better for white people, <laughs> um, I I don't think that statement in itself would make you racist. I think if you said I want better for white people and I want black people to do more, or, I want them to, to be less. That's where we get into uh, the whole I, I want all people to do well. So it shouldn't be my people or your people. It's I want people to do well. 
It does. Sure. Get, it's so weird. I understand like, the, the, that. I really, I do. A finite being a finite line. I'm sorry. There's a, a fine, a fine, fine line. line. I think finite. <laughs> finite. Finite's like finite like would be like it's like fragile, no, it's right? like it's it ends a short. It's got a finite right. amount of, Thank of you space. For clarification. Now, I understand how, how racist that could sound. I just simply don't think that that necessarily makes you racist. Well, I think if what you I'm want saying... being racist, like if you want to, okay. You, you continue continue yours, and I'll 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 be right back with mine. Oh, okay. Well, initially, with the person that and I talked about it in depth, this is quite a few years ago. Um, and what what they were basically saying is that they think there's a link between, and I think they were right. There's a link between if you raise your child to be proud of who and what they are, and what what your family has accomplished, and maybe what your <clears throat> you could say race or your culture has accomplished, inadvertently. When we do that, it's kind of like through sports. We were always taught growing up that there's a winner and a loser. Now, I'm not giving in the whole idea of like, all, you know, participation trophies and everybody's a winner. But what I am saying is because we're raised that way, you're taught there's a winner and there's a loser. And when you raise your child to be those things that they should be, being proud of who and what they are and being a respectable human being and being proud of their past, you need to also instill into them the idea that just because you are proud of who and what you are does not mean that you have the right or that you should ever try to oppress or in some shape or form uh, impose laws or even actions physically on a, a race that is not yours, that doesn't represent who and what you are. I think that is the difference that needs to be installed. It's not really talked about. There's more talk uh, okay, about being proud okay. of who you are. And it's not so a bad part, thing. It just part, I, I agree with most of that. But part of that, when you said to not impose laws and stuff on a race that is not your own. Say you got into the ground to, to, to do that's, that. No, that's, that's ridiculous. That that's ridiculous. Throughout history, you, there was never you, one racist law. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying I'm is saying you, can't, was, right? you can't have... You can't say that, well, because there's a black governor, he can't make laws for white people. No, I, you know I'm that, not that's, saying that. That's kind of what that, that sounded like, though. Okay, well, to clarify, it is it is I, an, a law. A law being passed is a law being imposed on the it people. It is, but let's so, say imposed specifically, like uh, if it's a racial it was, law, it's it's systemic racism. Correct. I would so back agree. When with you could, yes, when you could only that is drink wrong. from one fountain or go to one bathroom. Uh, that seg- was a, yeah, segregation. Segregation. That is a law that was in place in certain areas that was clearly wrong, right? So, so right, right here is, is a prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular racial or ethnic group. Um, that's what uh, Google says racism is. Um, now, what what racism is is the belief that you are superior. And they are inferior to you. Correct. So just to believe or just to say that you want people like you to do better or you're proud of your heritage, you know, like that doesn't make you inherently racist. No. For you to be racist, you really have to honestly believe that you are superior to this person based on whatever it might be. You know, if it's it's based on their skin color is usually what racism is. I don't know why it's it's bringing it, it, it brings in a, another definition for like disabilities and stuff. And it's like 
That's not racism, though. That's that's really more yeah, of like discrimination. As kind of discrimination with the with the hint of racism. That was more what that was what Hitler was all about. I mean, to be fair, Hitler, I believe he went with Germans if they had defects, Down syndrome, anything like that. They were killed too. I I, I could be completely wrong in that, but I want to. I feel like that I'm right on saying that that he he was cleansing. He wanted them to be the superior. Well, they rounded up gays know. and all that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure anything they can qualify as a defect. Um, so maybe why that's why they're making that correlation or that link. And I suppose there could be truth, truth to that. But I think you are right. That I think that you could be... It's more of a... Uh, what was the term you just literally used? Discrimination. God. I swear there are some days I'm like, I am just... I'm an old it, man with dementia. If it's based on, on your race... You know, whether you be... Um, I love, not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, but I just love how we were like, on, we totally just went into yours and I's opinion, which is not bad, but it was kind of funny. We were like giving an yeah. opinion like, what did Biden say about racism? That's, and then we just went like what, a 15 minute... what happens. <laughs> po- it's it's our podcast. Why, that's right. Like, Keep if you going, got a problem with a that, you know? Keep going. Jeez. Um, anyway, um, what, were, what were we talking about as far as... The actual debate when it comes to racism. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, they brought up race. Chris obviously says, you know, with everything that's going on in Portland and everything that's happening, the, the the court ruling had just come out, too, not long before that with Breonna Taylor. So, he was bringing up the idea of racism was going on in the country. Um, and it was weird because I can't remember exactly how Chris worded it, but he was bringing up the idea of racism. And Biden's first, <laughs> first thing that he said was, uh, well, he was asking about the rioting and the looting and all that. And Biden... Biden did denounce violence. He did do that. Biden said the real threat, and this is where it got weird, though. He denounces violence, does all that, and then he said Biden said that the real threat to the race, to races and diversity is COVID-19. Says police need more money. He did add that at the end. Police says police need more money. So he did say that they ended up needing more. But I thought it was weird that he was like, the number one issue facing um, races and diversity is COVID-19. Like, what, what? Like, there were some, a couple gaffes in there that I was like, why are we not talking about that? Why is nobody, like, nobody's addressing, like, <laughs> to me, there are far more pressing issues. Now, there have been some studies on this, and I, I don't know how much of it's confirmed showing that it is disproportionately affecting um, African-American communities or um, uh, other ethnicities, I guess you could say. But how much of that is that maybe poor health because of the areas they're living in or that there's so much that goes into that that i always question when that statistic comes up but if there is something to that i, I thought i seen one at one point it was saying something like i think it was in the state of michigan that something like 40 percent of all the cases at one point had affected black people which is staggering that is re- like that is astronomically high if that was the case um but i just thought it was weird that he was like COVID 19 so maybe that is what he was basing it off of i don't know um then they moved on to protests themselves and biden is asked what he would do with portland now this was another big one this one was really big i thought and nobody's talking about it so biden uh, chris was like you know what would you do with portland he says and i quote if trump would stay out of it they would handle it end quote well what the french toast because i'm pretty sure he has kind of just stood by and said we're here if you need us Excuse me, let us know and we'll do what we need to do. So in in a sense, he's stayed out of it. And has it gotten any better? I don't know. I mean, you be the judge. It was a weird thing for him to say. He was like, if Trump would just stay out of it, there'd be no problems. I'm like, I I don't think there would be. I think there'd still be problems. 
because they're anarchists. But that's neither here nor there. Here's, um, here's what, are your what I would say is that's that's <laughs> ballless government or governors um, that are are too afraid of public lashback if or or they kind of agree with the public that would have the lashback uh, ideology, and so they are okay with allowing it to happen. But if you don't. If you're a governor, you got to have the balls to be like, hey, we can't have weeks of rioting and looting and burning yeah. in my city, period. Well, and there, and yeah, if that everybody's... involves if that involves just the local police force doing something about it, great. But if that involves more of getting the National Guard involved, then so be it. Yeah. You can't allow... A bunch of anarchists to destroy civilization and stand by and watch them do it like that's that's well, ridiculous when they're, when they're peaceful protesters so <laughs> to be fair as <laughs> uh, listen i give inquifa a ton of flack i do okay but here's the deal to be fair probably like anything and everything i don't know that every person in antifa is is getting in with the idea that i just want to go destroy okay I, I, if you look up kind of who and what they are and where they started in Germany and what they opposed, the original foundation of who and what they were, I don't know if those were all bad things, right? And I don't know that every single one of them... To be anti-fascist is all well and good. Right. I, I'm 100% yeah. behind you, but when you become fascist in the process... <laughs> that is the part that's funny. <laughs> that's the part that I'm like, no. If you If you claim to be an Antifa member... You mm-hmm. either haven't done your research into what that group is, yeah, or you're a fascist who's perfectly fine with throwing yeah, your opinions at other people and shutting other people down. Like it's just nobody really looks at it now and cares about it. But like even before we had to wear masks and before that came a thing, they would always show up in masks. You know, people who show up in a mask when you don't need. Yeah, to but be, it, I mean, it, there was there was there was a few police, there was a few uh, cities that that actually, um, you know, told them like, hey, you can't come in here with masks. And I remember, yeah. I remember the media. Oh yeah, you're saying before about it. Yeah, before yeah. before yeah. COVID, and the media was making a big deal about it. Like, well, why can't they show? And it's like, yeah. Dude, come on. These people are taking bike chains and all sorts of crap and whacking people on the head with it. Yeah, no, listen. Duh, you can't have a mask on while you're committing a crime that's a felony. Like, yeah. To be very clear, I I am not in any way, shape, or form defending any of that violence, right? Like, that's not what I'm trying to do whatsoever. All I'm trying to say is that I can see how there's times where, just like anything, the news, if it bleeds, it reads, right? So the news focusing only on, you know, we, we know that there were protests on levels that we hadn't seen since the the civil rights movement and of those percentages how many were really truly violent and bad and looting you know it is fractions of the total right but anyways the reason i think why most people forget the statement by biden and don't really care about it is because the very next thing that trump said which is probably the most talked about and controversial thing of the whole debate and i'll admit it was super freaking weird when i first heard it i had to rewind it and play it back and be like the french toast did he just say but I missed one thing until I listened to it a couple more times, um, which we'll bring up. But um, Trump says, uh, he, basically, Chris brings up the idea that, listen, there are still people who do not believe that you're 
not a white supremacist. You've never denounced them kind of deal. So would you denounce white supremacists, basically? And and Trump kind of like he says, or are you talking sure about I always the standby have. comment? Yeah. So what he says was, you know, Trump says to white supremacists, stand down or back. It's one of the two. I don't know if he said stand down or back and stand by. Um, now, well, he didn't, fair, he didn't say that to white supremacists. He said proud boys. To, to the proud boys who Biden actually said. Biden was the one that said to the proud boys because Trump asked Chris when Chris is saying this. He's like, well, who do you want me to announce? Right. You know, name somebody, right? I get that, and yeah, he's been asked that question, and I believe I even sent you the video that's been showing since 2015 to now. He's denounced white supremacists or people from these the, the organizations, the KKK, or any of that, over 20 different times. Very clearly said, you know, white supremacists or anybody who believes in their national, those kind of things, those movements. But for whatever reason, on the stage that night, he he could have simply just said, I denounce white supremacists. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like he he did. He didn't directly say. He didn't say I Uh, I denounce white supremacists. But said when when he he said he said sure I'm willing to do anything. Yes, he did say that. What more do you freaking want? Do you want him to like spell it out for you and and. At first, he screwed up only because the freaking media will by comment was rip it apart. It did. He he screwed that up for sure. And what I would say about that is I, I did listen to one thing. Because first of all, I was like, why would why would he even say stand down or stand back? And I was like, why would – if he said denounce the Proud Boys, wouldn't you just say I do not support the Proud Boys? You know, you guys are not anything that I'm tied to or whatever. But I did go back and listen to it a couple times. Chris actually says, um, would you tell the white supremacists to stand back at, or stand down, something like that. And I think that's why Trump said the words stand down, yeah. stand down and stand by. Now, I think – I'll admit, and in that moment, just in that moment, in that time, not knowing everything I know now and looking into it, there was a moment where I was like, the French toast that I just witnessed, like, I was kind of, like, taken back, I guess, because I was like, why didn't he, why did he gaff on that? So why didn't he just say, I denounce white supremacists or racism? Why didn't he just say, race? I denounce white supremacists and racism of any sort? Because then what he said was he immediately followed up with, Excuse me. When he was initially asked, was it before? Yeah, it was before he was asked. He said, "I've got to tell you, a lot of this. I, I, I denounce any violence, but a lot of this is coming from the left, from what I've seen." He's not wrong, right? With the Antifa stuff and all that. But then to just like instead of just saying I denounce racism, and you know, the idea of my race being superior. I mean, he I more or less did. did. I, I kind of disagree with you. I'm pretty in that sh- specific debate. He, he did. basically I don't feel did. He, did that well. he didn't directly say. Okay, it could have been worded. He didn't do better. Well. I guess that was my point um, for sending you that interview that I sent that shows 20 different times from 2015 on to now that he is very clearly as even as recent as August 7th, 5th, and 7th, where he clearly said white supremacist racism, any racism of any organization of any sort, I denounce. Why didn't you say that then? I guess that was my point is that like it, something just seems so off. Like he, I, it sounds bad, but I think Trump truly just thought he was going to walk in there and walk all over Biden. And I don't know that he was really up like prepared. I don't know that he was actually like he didn't look like a person who, if we're talking as football terms, he didn't look like somebody who'd done their homework. And it, I just felt like that showed a little bit. Like he didn't Foot- have clear terms. answers. That's, he didn't. He just didn't have term. a game plan. Is my opinion. Yeah, okay. it, Game it plan is better. That's that's a little bit better. <laughs> didn't do his homework though. Well, football mm. players do too much homework. Yeah, well, yeah, you have to. Yeah, you got to study your guy. Well, they yeah. probably pay that guy. No, no, no. You got to watch guy footage, that's got man. A 4.0 they have G- classes. GPA you know the... to so do, do their homework the... for them. 
No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like professionally. And even when you are in college, you got to go to class and you study film. You take notes. You learn reads. You turn, you know, cadence and all this stuff. That's homework. That's, you know. But um, that is probably the uh, biggest talking point of the entire night from everything that happened. Um, and if you want, um, I know that I'm I'm stalling here because... Uh, He's got a little crotch goblin in his ear right now, for those of you that are listening. Um, we can go into this a little more. We have some um, some notes on this if we wanted to pull up who and what the Proud Boys are. Um, because I did. I Honestly, I, I didn't know what the Proud Boys were. And maybe Trump didn't either. I don't know. But the Proud Boys, are. if you look it up on Wikipedia, it says the Proud Boys are far-right, neo-fascist, and male-only organization with ties to white supremacists. That promotes and engages in political violence. It is based in the United States and also has, has a presence in Canada. The group originated in the far right. I don't even know what this is. Takakis Magazine. In 2016, uh, co-founder and former commentator Gavin McInnes, taking his name from the song Proud of Your Boy from the Disney music Aladdin. I don't know. But this is just the basic idea if you're looking them up. Uh, as the Proud Boys emerged as part of the alt-right, McInnes distanced himself from the from them early in 2017. McGinnis. What is it? McGinnis. Is it McGinnis? Gavin it looks, McGinnis. It's spelled yes. M-C-I, capital I-N-N-E-S. Well, it's McGinnis. Okay, McGinnis. I don't know what to tell you. It's saying his focus was Western values while the alt-right focus was race. So he himself who started it. He started it, yeah. And separate, he, left, saying he that, left the Proud Boys because he felt they were getting too close to like white supremacists. It, right, that's what it does sound like. He said rebranding uh, the effort intensified following the... the uh, what is this? Oh, the what happened down there in, in Charlottesville. Um, but I, I think this is worth talking about at least a little bit. I, I'm not saying we have to give all our attention to it, but just for those that might be looking it up, I have two feelings about it. Well, first of all, I guess you've already kind of said your opinion, but do you have anything you want to add to how that was handled? I, hindsight's always twenty twenty. We know that, right? I mean, we'd all love to go back in time and say something a little differently than we've said before. But I think for him being on the stage in front of all of America and even the world or people around the world watching, was there a better way to handle that or do you truly feel that that was handled well enough ultimately my question is do you think trump could have handled that question differently could he put this to bed a little more than what has happened sure in a word yes uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah i mean but that is that is the the biggest thing that people were hitting on and harping on and i'll admit if you don't if you were like myself let's say you were somebody who was undecided Let's also say that you were somebody who wasn't really big on looking things up on your own to find out if he indeed has denounced racism in the past. And I think I could be wrong in this, but he has labeled the KKK as a, uh, a terrorist organization, right? Or as a hate group? They were labeled as a hate group, but I mean, he, he, did he make them a terrorist organization? No, I don't think so. No? Okay. I, I, again, I, it could be wrong in that, but it, he has done a lot for the African-American community as a whole. Probably more realistically, and especially when it comes to, uh, uh, oh man, what prison reform, than anybody has ever probably really done in, in the past. Now, that may not be saying much, but he has done a lot in that manner. Um, are you, are is you there anything racist? You wanna, what's that? Are you racist? I don't believe so. I know. Oh, I'm, I'm so not. You just you mentioned you mentioned <laughs> that you prison reform me. was an example of him not being racist. 
Well, I mean, why is you, that? That's a whole other subject. But if you, that's a whole other subject. We can't even dig into that, dude. That's a whole other <laughs> two things. Number one, it's a whole other topic. Number two, I haven't done enough research onto it. But in, in a nutshell, there has, there has, well, you're, just, history, you're just saying that there's there, more black people in jail. Are you, are you going same, solely with well, black people? No, but for the same. You can crimes, be racist against other cultures. Are racist? Did you know that? You can. But what I'm trying. This is a serious subject. This is serious. Oh, the tired. same crimes committed by a white person versus a black person. The penalties that were handed out for a long period of time in this country. There was a definite issue with that. So it is a good thing that it is being addressed. It has taken way too long to be addressed, and he has done some good things in that area. So. This is the point, you know, and you and I got, I wouldn't say an argument, but a disagreement the one day when we were riding back there about the idea that systemic racism, there was elements, there. that's a whole other topic, so we can't really go into it without getting into it, right? I don't want to crack it open without cracking it open, but there are elements to that that, that do hold truth to them. Um, I'll word it like this. I'll sum it up this way with the whole race thing and end it in that manner, is that we need to be careful all people involved in general about not crying wolf too much where there is racism where there is systemic racism or uh, or anything of that nature excuse me let's call it where it is but let's not overplay that card white or black or any person whoever you are um let's call things what they are and then let's not make it more than what it is sometimes um and i know that's, that's not maybe a fair statement uh as I suppose some that are sitting there, well, you're a white male, you know, making these comments. You're the same a thing. white I'm talking about, heterosexual male. Yeah, but I'm even talking about white Or at least we men. believe you're heterosexual. Uh, yeah, I know you guys are always giving crap about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to that point, there are even those that are, you know, white heterosexual males saying, well, white men are all white men are under attack. Well, I, there's perhaps some evidence to that, but I don't think that's... All white male, straight. Males I think societally speaking, I don't know that specifically white males, but I think males in general, like masculinity is masculinity under yes, attack. Yes, and, and, and I guess that's to my uh, point is what I'd rather word that is that let's not just make this oh well I'm a white male so everybody hates a white male. I'm well, attack. I, I, I would say more of, in in a culture where if you're a victim, you have some sort of authority. So if you're a black male, you have a minority mm-hmm. um, designation, so you have something that is more than you just being a male. So now you're you're a victim because you're black. So it's if you choose to be, if you're a white male, you don't really have like there's right. no but I there's guess no what I'm victimhood that... in being a white male. Well, so there can I be. understand to a certain degree. Yeah. Of of using that term in that way. But yeah, I, I would say just masculinity as a whole is kind of something that's frowned upon. Right. And that's more what I would say is more than the idea of, well, I'm a, it's because I'm a white man or whatever. It's like, let's call it where it's actually happening. If there's a particular organization, let's just say they're proud of being female, but for whatever reason they're discriminating against all males. And I'm not talking about like an organization, but I'm talking about like a job. And because you're a white male, they're now treating you like crap because, well, you've run this country, you've had your time and you've had all this. So you don't have, you don't deserve that anymore. That's actually, that's pretty racist. And it's, that's, uh, what's the reverse? But there there are, there are 
are people, chauvinists. There are people like that. Just like there, there are, but I'm, there's what people I'm is, that will do that in any any type of race. You know, like they had a bad experience with some black guy, so now they treat other black people differently. They had a bad experience mm-hmm. with a Chinese guy, so now they all hate all Chinese. Like, yeah, it's not. That's fair. just. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it freaking sucks, but it's it's not something that we really have the ability to get rid of. If right. You really, well. Really, we don't. I don't know. You it's mixed. I, I think we could. I, we've done. No, we've taken leaps and grounds, bounds since the days as of Martin a culture, Luther King Jr. As a culture, you can you can as a country. As a okay, but it's as a country. Ultimately, ha- what I'm it's, saying is, we it's, have it's a culture. Um, America is a culture. Like we have our own For culture. Sure. We don't, which is basically a mix of all cultures. Well, but, I would say, but to that point, people get so upset about that. Oh, they're mixing all. Think about that. America is this. It's an idea. It's an. It was a place that people, our ancestors, or whenever you came over here, you know, I'm only four generations deep. I'm the fourth generation, I believe. Yeah, fourth generation from both on my father's side, from both generations coming in. I think even on mom's side, with both you and I on mom's side, some of them were about, we might be the fifth generation. People came here on a, on a chance. They were risk takers. There's something about the American spirit that is entrepreneurial, um, a risk taker, a hard worker. Anybody who ends up here as a legal, um, uh, I don't want to say alien, but kind of, what's the term I'm looking for? As a legal, uh, as a better, more. Resident. Yeah, but I guess you could say alien. But coming through the legal system, getting here, and I suppose those that didn't go through the legal immigrant. system. Immigrant. An immigrant, thank you, legal immigrant. You you are a risk taker. You believe in working hard for something. You believe in a greater dream. You have a passion for something. So America is founded upon that idea of you can be whatever you want to be if you're willing to work for it and make it happen. Is it still that today? No. It's the land of the people that believe that they should be handed life. Well, there was, I think before that idealism came around, I think government... There is plenty of hardworking, break their backs every day Americans. Mm -hmm. 100%. Hundred percent. Yes, but there are too many pansies in this world <laughs> that want life are. handed to them, yeah. and expect it served to them on a silver platter. I think some of those people came around from a, a slight reasoning that makes sense, which is that the government too took too much. We allowed the government to have too much control and freedom after a while, and well, it that's took true, advantage that of those that, that were make working it okay. hard. No, it doesn't. But you got to have the. It's like the idea of crying. You know, the whole. I'm not sure. Bring up, man. We're just bringing up every subject tonight. But the idea of like crying rape or any of those things, it needs to be called where it's actually happening and and punished to the fullest extent and held accountable and government included. When we're just putting it out there, as like you're saying, where we got to this point now, where it's just we have this expectation and we'd rather just the government take care of us. Well, then now you've gone to the other extreme. And you're almost hurting the original cause that started from probably a real point of, hey, why is it that we're doing all the work and they're recouping all the benefits? And we're, you know, we're getting into another subject, though. Let's quickly wrap up the end of the debate here. Um, they went into climate change. And the only other notes that I had was that Trump says clean the forest, specifically talking about the fires in California. Um, he's not wrong. I know that uh, there's been a couple of different people have heard on other podcasts talking about this, even firefighters saying that, hey, if they would just put the funding into letting us, uh, I had a guy I directly work with who has buddies that are firefighters there in California. What up, Vinny? What did I say his last name? But what up, Vinny, if you're listening? Um, and he said the main issue is that they don't have the funding to do that. They don't want to pay. They didn't want to pay. You don't really even need to pay somebody. The- There's plenty of companies that would do it I'm just sure. for the lumber. 
Like you, if they if they just cleared out some of the forest, you don't have to clear the forest, but you gotta you you gotta like you gotta manage it, right? You can't have like tree on top of tree on top of tree, the the brush underneath of it. Like you can't you can't have that and expect to not get fires spreading wild. To his point, Vinny, if I may, I'm speaking for you a little bit here. What his point through was through his buddies was that it's not even the brush and the fire. Which yes, you're gonna have natural fires from that. They're talking about literally cleaning up. Like, there's so much literal garbage that is easily flammable, paper, and all this stuff that's just laying around that it doesn't, it's not the same as if it was a green plant that's just, you know, full of life and water and it's not going to just catch on fire. It's there's all this stuff around it that's easily kindling, you know, it, it easily will start a flame. So, well, that's, that's that was more they the point. can't that people don't see. I mean, you look at Los Angeles, mm-hmm. people can see it and they, yes. the streets are trashed. They are. So, like, like your mom. And not yeah. your mom. Sorry, I don't know. God's sake, I'm just throwing out, which is also my mom. I'm just always throwing your mom out there. It was really rough after Christina's mom passed away, rest her soul. Um, I, I, was, I literally think it was like three weeks after her mom had passed away. And we were sitting wow. in the living room. It was so bad. And because it was always rolling off my tongue, she said something. And I was like, just like your mom. Or that's what your mom said or something like that. But it was something to do with, oh. It was something bad and it was stupid, you know, like sexual related. And I was like, that's just like your mom or something like that. And she like just stared at me. And to her credit, she was like, my mom's dead. So at least she made it funny. Not funny, but like she she, she handled it well and made me feel better about myself. But I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, so I don't get to say that to her as much. I do now. We joke about it a little bit. We should be like, my mom's dead. That's not funny, but... um. Anyways, now that I've explained way more on <laughs> like a two-second thing to like, wow, you just went really dark there with us. Um, anyways, coming back to the end of the debate, um, Biden said one other big thing that he said was, I support – this was funny. I thought it cracked me up. He was being asked about the Green New Deal and all that. Biden said, I support the Biden plan, not the Green Deal, um, <laughs> which is kind of entertaining. But anyways, um, voter outcome – Chris brought that up. Biden, this was his quote, show up and vote, 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 vote. And then uh, Trump, this is the last two points I want to bring up. Trump's big thing that he ended with was um, fraud like we've never seen. That was his big comment. Uh, what specifically Chris was asking about was, would you support the outcome of the the election? So if you won, would you you know, support that obviously you would, but if you lost, would you support the outcome and step down? I'll be honest. Trump did leading up to this. I was like, man, the left's going to start a civil war. People were talking about civil war. And if you were just somebody sitting in the middle and I tried to put myself in that position from that debate and from how he answered that, it sounded more like, you know what? If Trump wins this, people are going to be pissed. Things are going to be great, but life will go on. But if God forbid, Trump lost this election. Now, I say that, and God forbid, not meaning like, oh, I'm, you know, I love Trump so much and I just, he's the best thing ever. But I'm saying is that all of us as a whole and how we're affected, if Trump lost this election, he really wanted to fight it and didn't want to step down. Could you imagine if some reason somehow there was a split in the military, like half the generals want to forcibly remove him and half didn't, and it started a civil war? I mean, that seemed like a more plausible outcome. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm rambling here, but what, what, what are your thoughts on that? How he answered that? How he ha- did you watch to the very end and how he addressed that? I <clears throat> I don't actually specifically remember. 
It was the very okay. So it was the very that end. He was portion and like at least when you're talking about like generals and stuff. I remember him. No, no, mentioning, no yeah. Sorry. To be clear, um, so that before you answer this, to be clear, that that wasn't brought up. That was just me speculating. What what Trump said was he. Chris kept asking him, "Will you support whatever outcome the people put forward? Whatever the the vote is said to be, will you support it?" And Trump kept bringing up about how you need to have people at the the uh, what do you call them the watchers like the ballot people watching at the ballots and that there's a bunch of stuff going on you had what do you say all these votes that were for him that they found in this garbage can um he kept bringing he he would not answer the question he kept deflecting to i feel there is fraud i feel that it's not going to be a clean race and he never answered one or the other he never did he never gave a clear answer on yes, uh, well I will my the vote. my opinion is kind of along that line i don't support mail-in ballots i think there are, are reasons for mail-in ballots such as you're deployed overseas um yeah i mean if you want to vote right military does that uh for people here in this country mm-hmm. um you could very easily sit six feet apart you know there's there's six no feet, the trucker, there's no the reason there is no reason why you cannot show up to vote um, I, 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 I do think that well, mail-in ballots that. really brings forward a lot of possibilities for fraudulent votes. But mail-in balance isn't some new thing, right? It's been going on for a long time. And again, I didn't have another, a ton of understanding. Not a widespread initially. thing. No, but I mean, people have voted this only way for before, those right? for individuals that are incapable of making it. Sure, right? So whatever the reason it might be, and. I, Okay, and, and listen, I'm but playing it is something you had, to, you had to apply for, and then you would either right, get approved or denied. And Trump brought that up that saying that people were, um, so for example, Christina was looking at her stuff to make sure she's in order, because this will be one of the first years she's ever voted as well, and she was trying to do it online, and it was using, because we've moved, so it had the, the address on her driver's license is different than our current address so where it sent her absentee ballot or where they were just going to send it was to where luckily we at least know the person who lives up there now but through the former address we had so trump's point was is that you have these people that are being enticed he, he made claims saying that people were being enticed by mailmen and stuff to, to, to like basically uh buy get an absentee ballot and stuff and I'm like i mine showed up without me even asking for it I, we've received several i'll be honest we've received a couple times notification saying you want to get it here's yeah, one i've, with, uh, I've received one from republicans and i've received mm-hmm. about four from the democrats yeah i've got i'm not gonna lie i've got a lot yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> like i said not knocking it i, I I think there's elements to it to which he has a point. Where it got weird was where he wouldn't answer if he was voted out, would he step down? He never answered that. And he's even made fun. I watched his rally right after that one. It was in Minnesota. And he was he was chanting. He got up there and he was like, Trump 2024. So some of that could just be him tongue-in-cheek, joking. But if you're a person who fears Trump or if you're a person who's just sitting in, more people that fear Trump, I think is what he's taking a jab at. But... I could see how he gives them ammunition sometimes. I'm like, why? Why are you making that comment? You know, just to antagonize them. It is, but like, let's flip the script. Let's say it was Hillary and she was chanting 2024. You don't think there'd be part of you be like, this mother trucker, rich town for war. Just, I mean, a little. Just to be fair, right? I don't know. I feel like like most people, most people on on the right of the aisle, (laughs) are are pretty lax. They're pretty laid back until they need to not be. 
Yeah. Um, so I think in a in a circumstance of Hillary saying, you know, she's already run a term, she's going to run this term, and then she's going to run a third term, um, they would probably wait until she actually tries before yeah. they actually do anything. But there would definitely uh, be that talk of I, – I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't fault people on the left for saying this guy's trying to run three terms because he's put enough statements out there to – and even people chanting it in the stage, you know, in the stadium and stuff that – yeah, I don't think they'd be his supporters well, would be Trump, opposed. Trump twenty twenty four doesn't necessarily mean I know Donald I know. Trump. You know, it could mean Trump Junior. It could yeah, mean Ivanka Trump. It could mean uh, well, it can't mean Melania Trump because she's not American. I don't think she wasn't born here, so she can't. Yeah, be I'm, not, president, I'm not voting for her. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna. Fly. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that it's no, that it's saying. Donald J. Trump for president in 2024. All right, well, really quick, That's the let's, door. I know, I know it is. Uh, we'll wrap it up here, anyways. We got to get going, um, and I'm sure for those that are listening, if you made it through, hopefully you've gotten something from this. I mean, um, really quick thing that I think is probably the most important thing that Biden didn't answer, and I think if Trump had held, in my personal humble opinion had held his crap together um that would have been addressed a little more was biden packing the court um he was very specifically asked about this um this is you know basically democratic nominee joe biden gave a vague answer during the presidential debate tuesday night when pressed on his response to members of his own party pushing for court packing amid you know taunts from president trump basically he was taunting him the whole time um and that was something that his own party had brought up not not trump um so chris wallace asked him are you willing to tell the american people tonight whether or not you will support either ending the filibuster or packing the court um, Chris Wallace asked Biden, uh, uh, you know, alluding to the possibility of adding more Supreme Court justices to the court and, and have a conservative tilt. Now, this is very important, in, in my opinion. I, I don't know what your opinion on is it. I mean, or is on this. Do you have a, an opinion to this or no? Uh, to be honest, I'm I'm not a hundred percent. I I didn't quite know what they're talking about when yeah. when they're first packing the court i didn't um, either i had to did you just and again i'll, I'll post a link to this as well as far as what that specifically kind of was dealing with or, or addressing um but what he's basically asking is well obviously you know what a filibuster is right yeah okay so for the for the people that maybe don't know do you want to just briefly explain that and I'll, I'll read the other part here uh sure a filibuster is basically when you have well you're probably using multiple people that get up and they talk about mm -hmm some random bull crap for hours on end um consuming time that the a vote could be taken yeah. um and basically the idea is just to make everyone so bored that they leave and then you have a majority <laughs> vote that's actually there to vote yeah well and it's kind of it's in my again very vague knowledge of this that's that's what he was bringing up is you're going to do away with that idea or are you just going to pack you know, the Supreme Court, meaning that you won't have to do a filibuster because you'll just vote it through. It's going to pass because you have you have the votes, you know. Um, but this was interesting is what Biden's answer was. He goes, whatever position I take on take on that will become tomorrow's headline. Um, oops, one second here. Why did it do that to me? <clears throat> I was going to read the exact quote. Uh, where did it go? 
Oh, here we go. Whatever position I take on that will become the issue. The issue is the American people should speak. You should go out and vote. You're in voting now. Vote and let your senators know you strongly how know how you strongly feel biden said so uh, and again he was asked are, are you going to pack the court you know trump interjected again are you gonna pack the court joe why can't you answer that joe what are you gonna do and he was like well whatever i answer is gonna be tomorrow's you know top story and i even seen an interview uh, i think it was just yesterday or earlier today where he was asked about this again and he refuses to answer he goes well i can't answer whatever answer i gave is gonna be the story that's all you're gonna run with and i think somebody brought up a good point to it it's like he's this is where it still say that even though in my personal opinion, and I'll ask you as well, I got to, <laughs> as much as it maybe like makes me laugh or I'm like cringe to say it, I think Biden kind of won that debate for those that aren't going to do the digging that we're doing right here. If you just watch that debate, Biden won because Trump was trying to be a bully, was rude, he didn't really give clear answers, he didn't denounce white racism, you know, white supremacy, uh, you know, all these things that add up on the on the surface if you're not willing to dig into it. In my opinion... Biden won it when you don't dig into things. Um, and I think Trump did hurt himself. But when you dig into this idea of Biden basically saying, hey, I, I can't make a decision because I'm just going to whatever the people want or, I, you know, somebody else behind the scenes is, you know, pulling the pulling the strings here. Uh, that's where I look at it. And to me, the biggest number that came away from that whole thing at the end of the night, um, <laughs> we were watching the CNN. I think I even sent you the clip of that, you and Brittany. At the end, they were trying to get people to poll, like, who's you guys voting for? You know, and they're polling their 11 people, and they were so proud of their polls, even though they admitted it was only from the people who sat in the stadium or the little gathering there in Cleveland Clinic, which was like 150 people, if that. How are we basing what America's really feeling off of 150 people? But when they gave out the real numbers, it was funny because she was like, who here is voting for Biden? And like one person raised their hand out of like 22 people. And she's like, who here is voting for Trump? And like three people raised their hand, but then they blacked out like the other three or four in the background. And she's like, well, clearly these numbers don't tell us, you know, most are undecided. And I'm like, the French does. Like, you just off of that general number still does. It's not undecided. That was a... There was a five to one vote right there. Um, but anyways, it, it doesn't represent the whole. The numbers that I think were most important is what they, they gave on a national level the next day, which said that only, I think it said only 11% of Americans would vote for Trump and something like 16 or 18% would vote for Biden, but that 50% of all of America was undecided. To me, that is the biggest point right there. And that's where I'm going to plug my, uh, my little thing here and I will say... I, as much, dude, I didn't know much about them and who and what they are. But before we even get into that, first of all, who, what was your takeaway? Did you Do you feel that Trump did win that, that debate or do you feel he hurt himself uh, a little more in it? I feel like he, he could have words. He could have done a little bit better. Um, I, I don't think he all, I, I don't think he lost that debate. I think I think Biden didn't he didn't really give a clear answer to any question um to be honest i think mm -hmm. trump did a little bit better job i i would say trump trump won the debate but n not by much um he he probably could have come in with a better game plan and uh i think you're you're right <clears throat> he could have interrupted him a little less and it would have helped sway uh, more people to yeah. understand, you know, more of his point of view rather than 
to just sit there and and as you said if if you don't if you're not really if this is your first year like there's a lot of people that this is their first year being able to vote first year they're paying attention to any type of politics and now you're coming across as a bully and the mainstream media portrays you as a bully portrays you as this neo-nazi like it's very easy for people that like you said don't dig into anything don't really do any type of research to kind of fall victim to that so it probably didn't help in that category no. uh, but i i think ultimately i don't think he lost any voters um that were already i don't think he lost any voters that were already voting for him but i don't think he gained any voters i'll put it that way he didn't if he'd handled that situation differently and i and this isn't me saying it I guess it is me kind of saying this, that I'm probably, I don't know, I really hope the next two debates take place, and I'll see how he conducts himself. Well, but the next the debate, the next debate is the vice vice president, so well, I mean, he will between, not be involved in it. No, but between him and Biden, there are supposed to be two more presidential debates. matter of fact, I think the next one was I think there's place three, de- seven. three total debates, I thought. And yeah. this next one's supposed to be the vice presidents, and then the, the third one is going to be Biden and Trump again, I thought. Right. Well, the next one... Then the very next one will be um, between uh, Kamala Harris and um, that one. I'm That's not October seventh. I'm pretty I sure. I'm pretty it's, sure that one. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction right now. Making the prediction. Um, I the the debate between Trump and Biden did not go exactly as I thought it would. Uh, no. But I I really do think that that Pence is a lot more. He's a lot more professional he's a lot more um i think that's what people uh, are missing is that held it, back i'm not saying it's what get things done but when this is the only picture that most people may ever see of you in general that was where trump hurt himself is that like, you just you didn't you didn't do yourself a ton of favors you didn't portray yourself as someone presidential and i'm not saying you always had to be to get things done but to the to the common person who might have just tuned in for this one thing or whatever you didn't portray yourself in a, in a great manner. And even for myself, it brought up questions of like, you know, then it almost lends credence to those that have come out of the Trump campaign, the whistleblowers, as they call them, saying, hey, this guy is like not the same person you're seeing. Again, you're getting elements on both sides. When you got a bunch of people who hate Trump, so they're always portraying him as this guy. I question that. I do. When they're like, man, this thing, this thing, I hate it. It's got to be bad. And then you have those that say, hey, this guy's well, I mean, really all, too full of himself, really and he's got a do. massive ego that's going to endanger the American people. Sometimes, I don't know All you really have to do, this. though, is like look back a year and a half ago when it was collusion, 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 collusion. We have, we have collusion. all the evidence we need. There is ample evidence. There's so much evidence. Where is the evidence? We never actually saw any of it. And the mainstream media pushed that narrative over and over and over yeah. and over. And, and what, did, what did they do when it was a complete flop? Mm. Nothing. Well, they didn't come out and say, like, oh, I, well, we yeah. were wrong. Uh, there was no evidence. Uh, we were just BSing you. Yeah. The, like, uh, the, the mainstream I, media is... <clears throat> is is controlled by people with agendas, and well, it, they dictate what's going to be covered and how it's going to be yeah. covered. Well, so okay. it's to, to end this out. I think we need a little more. We, uh, okay, let's put it this way: Are, are you 
for yourself. And you don't have to say. I guess I should have asked you this before we started the show. So if you're not comfortable saying on here, it's okay. But all right. did this lose your vote do you for think Trump? There, do you think there's much <laughs> I don't know that I'm not comfortable? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, but did, did Trump lose your vote from this uh, debate? No. 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 Biden certainly didn't gain your vote, right? Uh, no. No. But I will say this. First of all, I don't. I, I didn't see a world in where Biden had my vote. I'm not going to lie. The the idea of vote blue no matter who, just because, wow, we hate, we hate Cheeto, uh, the, the orange man bad. That to me is no good. And that's where I was kind of, I'll admit, I was kind of like hoping for Trump to give me a good reason where I like 100% was like, I, I told him okay voting for him. For me, it didn't, it didn't like, it didn't close the door. I, I didn't feel, it didn't tie a pretty bow on it. Not that I needed that, but it didn't, it didn't answer that for me. And this idea of people saying, well, you got to vote for one or the other. You brought up an excellent point right from the start where Chris was like, we know that one of you two are going to be the president. Well, it's like, well, hold on a second. There are third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth party options. We just don't ever talk about them. Um, specifically, I think it is bullcrap. Uh, a little more digging I started doing on it afterwards. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but the uh, the committee, the president, or I'm sorry, let me wear this the right way. The debate committee that basically tells who, you know, basically the candidates who can be on the debate stage and who can't are made up pretty much 50 50 of democrats and republicans so when they told you know like right now if you wanted to go for a third party option say the libertarian option is joe jorgensen they told her well you don't have enough um they did like a pre thing remember back in the <clears throat> excuse me summer there where they were putting out feelers of like who do you guys vote for blah 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 her name wasn't even on the ballot so people couldn't even there far as they were aware if you're just a general person it is my options are Trump and my options are Biden. They didn't even put her on the list because, well, it's a two-party system. And as Phil is always saying from this, you know, the What If Tomorrow podcast, he's always saying, hey, like, you know, and they don't get real political there. Just to be clear, I don't want to associate him with just this. This is more of our thing. But um, saying that the Republican and the Democratic Party are kind of basically, you know, two different sides of the, it's the same coin. And I think there's some truth to that. When you really dig down to the roots of it, there's some ugly, nasty things that they're very separate from on the outside but when you dig down to what they are it's kind of the same bull crap in the middle you know i don't know that it helps the average joe really and that's, we've gotten farther like and farther that. away from the constitution over the years and our rights as an individual person than maybe ever um prior to the the revolutionary war but sorry you had a point to make so it's uh, my I didn't, point i didn't it was that that like the crap sandwich reference you know like if you you put two pieces of bread on a piece of crap, it's still a crap sandwich <laughs> kind of thing. Like, I don't know what the actual, I the actual saying, saying is, but yeah, like it's, politics is just garbage, and yeah. no matter which way you wrap it, it's yeah. Republican or well, Democrat, it's it's still I, garbage. I will say that too. People are talking about, well, if you're going to vote for a third party, that's a wasted vote. Is it really though? Because like, if that's how I actually feel... Is it really a wasted vote? And to that point of these two ideas, that we always talk about the free market, right? And having the ability to, to use the consumer make the choice. And that's a big thing that Joe Jorgensen's a part of. You know, like uh, if I were to go through her, some of her stuff that she was asked by both just general public asking her questions and then her actual policies, well, she has them very nicely laid out. There's about 174 of them, and I'll, I'll, I'll attach a link to this. And Micah, we can attach a link for Trump as well if people want to uh, go and look up his policies as well. I think most people know him more than, obviously, Joe Jorgensen. But um, she was basically asked about the idea of the, the, the stay-at-home 
how they're handling the coronavirus and how that's all going. And she basically said, I would never put forth a mandate like that. I would never impose either that a company couldn't put forth those mandates. Walmart, for example, without government involvement said, hey, you're going to be in a store. I don't care who and what you are. You have to wear a mask. Well, then you as an individual person can make the choice to continue to shop there or go somewhere else. So what she was saying is it's not government's job to decide how you, the individual, should live your life. It is your job as, a, as an adult and as a U.S. citizen to make the decisions that are best for you. And, and somehow we've drifted so far away from this idea of individual freedom and we've gotten drawn into this idea of like you're either red or you're blue and the lines be drawn and there's nothing in between. And there are other options that I absolutely believe and she, there's some areas that maybe I don't see 100% eye to eye with her on, but on a majority of things, she is huge on the individual freedoms and rights. And I, I, I do truly support that more than a party ideas because the party, I don't trust that a movement an organization. I don't trust when it's based on individual freedoms and those freedoms protecting you as an individual, then it protects all. And that, that's kind of my stance on it. You know, it's, I don't know. That's well. I'll say this: it made me a lot more open to the idea of a of a third party candidate, and I'd feel a lot better about myself casting a third party vote, even if it's considered a wasted vote. Um, than maybe at this point, at least, voting for for Trump. Certainly, Biden wasn't getting my vote, and it. I don't know if it's one hundred percent just him, but it kind of is. Um, it's. Just, <laughs> it's a lot him. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I. He's a politician. He's 47 years. Dude, 47 years. You were a Congress member, and then you were the vice president for eight. Accomplished a lot. I've done so much, but I'm going to change the world now that I can't even remember what my wife's name is, who she is, what she looks like. I'm going to bite this finger. Oh, God. <laughs> I guess this is what I was You know how about. the thing goes. You know the thing, man. You just <laughs> shut up, man. Um, again. I don't know. That, that, that is my perspective you know, on it. You know what, I, what kind of really scares me? Go for it. Since we're giving closing thoughts now, I'm assuming. What scares me is the potential of Joe Biden being the president of the United States. I, after that debate, I, it was in my head. I'm not going to lie. I thought it, and then they said it on, on, on obviously, CNN. But in my head, in the back of my head, I was like, I think Trump just lost the 2020 election. Because I was so confident in him and his, just who and what he was, that I was like, there's no way, there was no world in where I saw Trump coming out of that, me questioning his ability as a leader and as a person. And I, from I that, I, I was like, lose the election. I don't know, man. But, but, but what also bothered me too was to see how each side got so married to themselves. First of all, CNN was ecstatic. Oh my God, these guys were like, if they could have jerked off in front of you on camera, they would have. I mean, they were absolutely in love with how Trump conducted himself. And it, 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 they were, what's the word, frothing at the mouth kind of deal. Was that the right word? Like, they were just so ecstatic that he had said a couple bad things. Um, but you go to the, the, the Fox side of things, and I was flipping between the two, and you, you have them on their side, and they're basically saying, you know, Trump did a great job, and, you know, he's denounced white supremacy, so we're okay. And it's like, yeah, but just based on this, inter like, I shouldn't say interview, but just based on this debate, he did not do good. And he, it just wasn't his best outing. And I understand we all have bad days, but that wasn't a day to have a bad day. And like I said, I'll go back to what I said originally, which is I just don't feel 
that Trump had done his homework in some ways, partially because, well, there wasn't much to do on because Biden hadn't really been campaigning the same way as Trump. But um, there wasn't a lot for him. I just don't think he was as prepared as he should have been um, for that particular debate. So that is my perspective on it. I, I'll admit I, I've i been looking into her a lot more. I, I, I do think you, you might think it, it. Let's just think about it this way for a half second. This is my last closing thought, and then you can wrap us up, Micah. Um, the idea that we have to have an only two-party system bugs me because then it's the same as if you had a monopoly and you had two stores in town they say well you got two options yeah but if there are two options that well, both suck technically it's not a monopoly if there's two stores all right well you not those there. two stores are working with each other well i feel then you might have more of a point i personally feel that that is some of the case but that's neither here nor there that, that gets in a whole nother thing but to me there are other options. I'm not saying that Joe Jorgensen is the best thing ever. I listen. If I had my, if I had the in the perfect world, and she's highly intelligent, I'm not knocking that at all. But because they don't have as much funding as everybody else, the way that they have to conduct themselves, like, did you know for a fact that they were actually going to be at the Cleveland Clinic? They were going to be right across the street from them, and the police shut them down. They shut them down, kicked them out, and they had to go somewhere else. Excuse me, right before the debate, because she was going to do a live stream to kind of give counterpoints to their points and everything. They got shut down and had to get moved to a studio. All the stuff that keeps going on. So if you look up the interview that she did and some of that stuff, you're like, oh, this just seems kind of like corny because like they don't have the budget. So they're literally doing what they're essentially her vice president is a podcaster. You know what I mean? A smart, intelligent guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking on him, right? I'm not knocking on our, our trade here that we kind of do or our hobby, I guess you could say, as a, as a podcaster because I do think you can get more informative, accurate information from a podcaster these days who has integrity than you can from mainstream media. That is my personal opinion, but I also believe it to be very true. Um, and I would say present the evidence that's false to me on that. Um, so my point being is that when you when you listen to her and you see some of the things that we said, you're like, oh, this is kind of corny, bro. You'd like think she's running for like governor or something local. But she is indeed actually running for president. And I, I think at the end of the day, there's going to be in the next two to three, I would hope even sooner than this, but the next two to three decades for sure, third party is going to have a much bigger impact on politics um, than what is allowed to have i'll put it that way it already has on local government there's been a lot more that way but as far as the presidency um there could be a lot more that. I mean, you yourself it, bringing up tulsi gabbard that was one that from the democratic side we did that back then i said hey if you had to pick one from the democratic side who would you pick and that was one of the ones that you said you felt was a a, a decent option right i don't know if you remember her sure tulsi gabbard. yeah i mean it was mostly just because she had some sense about like keeping personal rights and that kind of individual yeah. rights you know mm -hmm. well that's like you know like a big thing that like uh one person was asking <clears throat> so just really quickly here i'll read like five of them so right off the bat somebody had asked you know what what is your stance on abortion joe jorgen said she's pro-choice you know obviously that's a hot topic for people that's what she said uh do you support the legalization of same-sex marriage she said yes should gay couples have the same adoption rights as straight couples she said yes as long as they pass the background check the same as a straight couple uh should employees be required to pay men and women the same salary for the same job what do you think her answer was yes she said, no, there are too many other variables such as education, experience, and tenure that determine a fair salary. Spoken like someone who thought about it. I mean, that, these are not bad answers. You know, like she, she, well, that, yeah, that one I would give, I would give her credit know, on that answer. 
Another question was, should the government enforce, uh, in quotation marks, stay-at-home order to combat and combat the coronavirus? She said no. Um, you know, should there be more restrictions on the current process of purchasing a gun? She said no. Uh, anybody who knows libertarians anyways, they, they know they're huge fans of... Um, <laughs> of the uh of of weapons or just freedom in general just individual freedom uh she was asked do you support the impeachment of president donald trump she said no this is a partisan show trial um you know and you could go on and on i'll post the link of this from this site as well you know that you can go into it and she has all her policies laid out and, and you can also write her questions i was very surprised part of it because she's so small and hasn't gotten enough attention i'll be honest that she has even answered somebody in her company at least has answered questions when people are asking her even on like facebook um again it's, i'm sure that's somebody who's running that for her but you're probably not gonna get your answers que- you know your questions answered by trump would be my assumption i could be wrong in that but more than likely i mean they, they receive a little too much attention to, to have time to answer the general public and individual. Um, but I, I do think that, like I said, for me, where I, I, I kind of see a little more, um, it, it, she's not a constitutionalist to the hundred percent, but that it's a very strong part of who and what she is. She believes that you as a sovereign citizen of the United States, as an adult should be able to make the choices that are best for you and not some politician in, in Washington. They they have a job that they should be doing there for a certain limited amount of time and then coming home. And that, that should not have a lifetime effect on you, that we should have. the And we do, in a sense, still have that. But because of the way politics has gone and those that we put into place and without limitations, we've lost that. And so that part of it I do find I, I, I relate to as far as the idea of we picking where we spend our money, picking how we do our business and, and be – she has put this on the people too, is to, to, to be more educated as an individual on what you're doing. And that is, that is important. Um, I'm, I am glad to see more people waking up, more people wanting to vote than has ever happened. I just, I guess if I could end it on one thing I would say to people is that, you know, maybe look into, especially in your local government, dude, this election, I, dude, have you seen how crazy this is? I didn't realize how important this election was as far as like, we could literally flip the country on its head overnight. Everything in this area from like who serves on our water department on up to who's going to be the president of the United States is up for election right now. Like everybody and their brother, everybody and their brother and sister is up for it. Um, so I think I'm excited to see this movement and the push for voting. But let, let, let's word it this way. Do your research. Know why you're voting for what you're voting for. And don't let anybody make you feel bad or influence you in a negative manner because it's not the popular or the mainstream thing to vote in vote in what you know to be true for yourself and i can't tell you what that is that has to be whatever it is for you and it's complete opposite of my view i mean so be it at least you're voting on what you believe in i i just feel that like sometimes with the two-party system there are those just casting a vote because they can not really because they believe in it the vote blue no matter who or what is it uh what is the the republican side vote red or dead or is it uh, how's it go Vote red or be dead or something like that. I don't remember exactly how it goes. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard that one, actually. I, I thought it wasn't like that because it's vote blue no matter who. Vote red or be dead. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm making stuff up. But the point, you kind of get what I'm saying. Does that make sense to you? You should vote on what, Matt, what, what you truly yeah, believe you, in. If you vote party line solely because it's the party you belong to mm-hmm. without actually knowing anything about what you're voting for yeah i i I do think it has its its fair share of problems yeah well do you have anything else you want to add here i know if not don't don't go through your whole speech just nod at me do you want to 
You want to add anything here, Micah? These uh, weaning moments. I almost said whining moments. Anyways, guys, if you've endured this whole episode with us, um, I appreciate it. It probably required as much alcohol as the actual presidential debate did. I know it did for Mike and I. Um, so <laughs> there's nothing else you have to add, Micah. I guess, folks, stay curious. Wait, before I say that, should we tell people to go vote? I don't want to tell them what to do, but... I, I mean, you should, you. you should vote. I would encourage you to vote. If you're, if you're not registered, I think you still have some time. Yep. Um, Doesn't go take get much. registered. There's all kinds of options for that right now. Go vote. It you is your civil Facebook. duty. We'll vote for you. You can help. We started on it. Okay. Yeah, it is your civil duty, and it is also a privilege that we have taken for granted, and as a whole other subject for another time. Um So I would encourage you, like you said, go vote. And uh, as always, stay curious and keep it weird.